Welcome back to the Off the Rails podcast. I'm Caleb Graham, and we've hit double digits finally. So we're at episode 10. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for watching if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, make sure you guys are sharing this out because uh, that helps us out, helps more people get to see it. Uh, and if it's something that interests you or a topic that interests you, or I guess we talk a lot about a lot of different topics. So if there's something that interested you in this podcast, please feel free to share that out. That helps us out a ton. And uh, we're going to get going here. Without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest of the day, Zach Canner. And uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Tell us a little bit about what you do, where you've been, and uh, what you're planning on. All right. So, again, my name is Zach Cantor. Uh, right now, currently, I am a educator at a local high school, Buckeye Trail High School. I teach ag and natural resource, and uh, kind of got into that from my previous experiences in my professional life. So before that, for the past 14 years, I've worked out at a the largest conservation facility in North America at the Wilds, which is right in our backyard. Really great opportunity for me as a professional. And I really had a lot of great, great experiences. And I actually got to be on a nationally broadcasted TV show for four seasons called Secrets of the Zoo on Nat Geo Wild. So really had a really great start of my career straight out of college and ended up where I'm at now and I feel like just constantly taking those next steps and finding out what tomorrow brings. Yeah, so it seems like you're very interested in, in the agricultural, outdoors, sciences and that kind of stuff. Um, so I personally never took ag when I was in high school. Neither did I. Okay, well, maybe maybe that's where I'm headed. Maybe we're headed that way. But uh, yeah, so I guess if you didn't take it in high school, what got you interested in, in that field of, of work? So I grew up on a small, small farm here in Guernsey County, and, uh, and by small, like 10 cows, 10 chickens, two pigs a year, and that was about it, and I was never going to do it. Hated it. My dad made me do it. We lived a complete rural country lifestyle. We heat with firewood. We didn't have a dryer. We, we, we lived the country lifestyle, and I grew up saying, nonsense, I'm moving to Columbus. I'm going to the city. <laughs> I'm not going to do this forever. And it wasn't until I got into high school and took a ecology class because I was my football coach. I'm like, well, science class, football coach, should be an A. I'll take this <laughs> class. And I started realizing how much stuff I actually knew. And as a kid, anytime you get praised for something you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. So I started looking into it and really – Hats off to my teacher, Doug Joy, and he uh, really got me interested in it. I started realizing, like, well, fishing and hunting I like. I like getting out in the woods and playing. I didn't realize that was a science because before that, science was like lab coats and beakers and <laughs> atoms and neurons, right. which I still don't know. And I really, that's kind of what got me interested in it. And uh, long story short, went to college, was going to be a teacher because I wanted to coach football and I wanted to have summers off. And I and my wife, who was very driven and knew exactly what she wanted to do, kind of told me that wasn't a very good game plan <laughs> and uh, ended up meeting a crazy roommate that was in natural resources and conservation and talked me into going into this field and love Guernsey County and never want to leave. So I was like, well, the wild's the only place I'm going to work. So, hmm. yeah, <laughs> no, I know a lot of uh, I know a lot of. Of, of people in my grade and the grade below me that are, that have started and they love the wild like they work there and they are like they can't wait till it's wild season that they can get out there and get to work out there so it's it's crazy to think you know especially growing up around here you don't really think of the wilds as like it's just 
another place around here, but it's a big deal. I mean, it's, it's a really big deal. Um, I don't know too much about, um, you know, the backstory of like why the wilds was started or like what it was, what, what its intentions were. Do you know anything about that? Or like, yeah. So if you want to dive into that, you know, <laughs> what, what was the main, what's and still to this day, what is the main purpose of the wilds and, and what's, you know, what are they kind of doing out there? So like this area was a hotbed for coal. So when the coal companies came through, it really, it boosted our economy. It really brought a lot of people to Southeastern Ohio. And after that was over, it was nothing but ruins in Cumberland, Ohio. And I mean, it's still pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty messed up. And uh, it ended up becoming what they called back then Ohio Power, which is AEP Recreation Land. So around here, it's people where you go fish or party and they go down there and ODNR had a section of it that was limited. They didn't allow anybody on it, and they ended up donating it to the wild. So it ended up Jack Hanna's one that was on a group that really got it started from him being at Muskingum College. They would go down there and hang out, and they were looking for a place to create a breeding facility, and they wanted to find that place, and ODNR ended up donating the land. Or it was AEP. AEP donated the land to them, and it was like in the early 1990s, and they from there on out they just started really reinventing the wheel on exotic animals and breeding them and at now i mean the train's just rolling now i mean they got the tv show from it they got partnered up with the columbus zoo and it just really it blew up quick hmm. hey, and you said when did that start you said the not early 90s? I mean, it may have been like exactly like 1988 or something oh, okay. like that but it was like early 1990s so really it's, it's still a pretty new yeah. you know venture it's it's got a lot of potential to grow and that's that's exciting i know i've always liked getting out into that recreational land out there a lot of a lot of little lakes a lot of little places to go um, you know, we, we do a lot of disc golfing, so we're always driving through there to get down to some of these disc golf courses and everything. But it's it's really is it's a beautiful place, and it's crazy how quick you can go from right here in Cambridge to out in the middle, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, and it's it's great, like just a great spot to be. Um, what you, you mentioned this TV show? Uh, now you were actually on uh, Secrets of the Zoo for four seasons. Yeah. And uh, what was that? Uh, what was that like? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, that was something I never planned on doing. It was one of those things. After I did it, I realized, like, man, this, this is fun. Like, I really to get a perform like that. Like, it was one of those things. Like, if you would ask me beforehand, like, you want to be on TV? I'm like, ah, I don't know. And then, like, once I did it, it was addicting. It was fun. So that was. It was quite. It was quite the trip. They came in at first, and it took about a year learning the film crew feeling each other out and then they them figuring us out as a staff and getting to show people exactly what happens at the wilds because the wilds is a lot different than any zoo right like for me personally i would not want to be like a maybe a zookeeper but to work out in those elements and have a little bit more of a risky adrenaline based kind of job and the things that we got to do was pretty exciting so it was fun to really show that on TV and let them capture it and let people know what we're about. Yeah. So you say perform. Is there is there like a, you know, you said it took a little bit of time to get used to the crew being there. And I'm sure, you know, they're trying to get used to you as well. Uh, what what were maybe some things, you know, maybe you'd watched some of these, these zoo or, or these animal shows before that you didn't realize until you're behind the scenes on them. You know, what are some things you're like, oh, I didn't even think of that, you know, or. The, the fun thing was the couple of the guys I worked with, Kurt and Adam especially, and we're, we were pretty tight. We, 
we were we're goofy. We were hams. We had a good time. Anytime anybody came and visited us, they had a great time with us. And those guys are wild. We'd have a good time with going out and doing the stuff we do with the animals. So one of the hard parts was anytime you're on reality TV, it is reality. But the fact that you need to realize whatever you're putting out there is open to interpretation. Oh, so yeah. to be a little bit more guarded, to not be as comfortable on some of the slang terms you might use or things that could be taken the wrong way or even how you handle animals. I mean, the, the crew we worked with, which was Remedy Television, they did an unbelievable job because, I mean, the amount of t- cameras that were on and the things they filmed, I mean, they could have turned it into Jersey Shore. It oh, made yeah. us look like a bunch of fools. And they really did a nice job of conveying the message we were trying to get out and then also letting us be us. So it was a really, it was pretty cool to be able to, I guess, as I said, perform a little bit because you ha- you do have to remember who you're talking to, who the audience is. And like how I always thought of it was like, pretend you're talking to middle schoolers mm-hmm. because everybody's going to understand it. Don't use big terms or scientific medical terms. Like get the message across because you're here to educate. That's what we're trying to do. So that was it was fun to really take a step back and display, show people what we were doing and really give them that information. Yeah, no, that's and and that is true. You see shows all the time that look like, oh, there's this big drama coming up, uh, or, or oh, what what's going to happen next? And it ends up just either being nothing or it is played off very incorrectly. Um, I know a big culprit of that is like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. They, it, you could be the good guy, you could be the bad guy on that show, and, and they'll make you look like whoever they want you to look like to to you know to get the ratings up, but. That, yeah, that's something that I wouldn't even really thought about as someone who does video and would be going out to these places is, yeah, they, they're still trying to convey a message and they're still trying to make this something people are going to want to watch. So for for a company to come in and do that and, and keep it, you know, within reason and not make it look like this crazy drama fest, that's that's pretty impressive. So <laughs> that, that's, yeah. And and how'd you get into, you said you spent 14 years at the Wilds. Yeah. Uh, when did you stop working at the Wilds? So I stopped working at the Wilds this August. Okay. And that's when, and that's I, when you started teaching? Yeah. Yeah. So I got into it right after college. And again, I was, I uh, got on at the Wilds for a 10 month position. And I, my passion was like restoration ecology, which is like restore and reclaim lands going in planting prairies and trees and so like my knowledge of trees and plants and especially in the Appalachian regions is pretty good I, I I feel pretty confident with it and that's where my passion was that's what I wanted to do for a living and then the job came open after doing that for a few years of a full-time position and just got married wanting to start building a house and I was like man I gotta get a full-time job I don't want to leave the wilds and this job came up and uh that was my wife. She was like, are you going to apply for it? And I said, I'm not going to get it. I don't know anything about zebras and giraffes. She goes, I would try. You got a good reputation. I was like, all right. And so I threw a Hail Mary out there. And somehow, they, I, I, don't, I still don't know how it worked out. But I got the job. And, man, it was it, it went off from there. And what was that exact title? So that would be an animal management specialist at okay. the Wilds, which is essentially the Wilds version of zookeeper. Okay. So, I mean, it, it never my wildest dreams that I plan on uh, working with zebras, rhinos, cheetahs, and things like that. It's like, I grew up around cows. I had to work <laughs> with them, but man, I never planned on that. 
Huh, that, that's sweet. And then what made you take the, the Buckeye Trail job? It wasn't until, and I may have, I may have talked to you, I don't even know. Really? I started doing the career days at Meadowbrook for my wife. Okay. She's like, you got a cool job. Kids would like to hear about it. So I'm like, all right. So I would start going in there and talking to kids and like, it really, it like, it lit something up in me. I'm like, man, this is cool. Mm. I really appreciate being able to talk to these kids. And it's like, I wish I had someone to talk to me like that. And, uh, it was in that I started thinking about it more and more. And it was just, I was at that point in life. It's like, I want to take that next step in my career. And I kind of, the upward mobility at the wilds. I mean, once you get to animal management, I think that's the job, man. And it was, there wasn't much left there. So it was like, I didn't want to move and go to a zoo somewhere. I love this area. And it really was one of those things like, I, want, I think I want to get into teaching. And if I would have gotten the teaching in my first plan right out of high school, I'd have been a horrible teacher. But after my professional experience and coming into it now with a passion and like being able to really influence kids, especially in the subject of natural resources and ag, I mean, I, I get a really get, I could, we could go outside for class, right? Play in the woods yeah. and teach them. Like, <laughs> and that's my motto is like, I'm going to, I want to teach these kids without them knowing they're being taught. Like, we played all day. And it's like, no, actually, you learned about this tree, this tree, and this plant. So yeah. it's been really rewarding. It was That's what the big thing was to be able to have that kind of reward in a profession. Yeah, and I think you, you got a good point there with, with it, it is play. It feels like play. But it's, you know, like you said, you grew up on a farm. And you're like, I don't really know. But you knew it, yeah. you know, just from doing it, just from being in action all those years. You, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same kind yeah, of thing. I hated it the whole time. Right. But, <laughs> right. but I think that's that's something I've loved about, like, the photo stuff, the video stuff. is It's all just stuff I've, I've learned. I didn't go to school for photography or videography. or I was going for, like, engineering, and, and I ended up doing this. And so uh, it, it really turned into... Just what one of my hobbies was is now what I do full time. And even to this day, I have trouble like taking time off or like because it doesn't feel like I'm working. Like I've been running around here all day, but I feel like I've just been hanging out with people. You know, you got to meet Sam. He was here, but just, you know, hanging out with people, interacting with them. And you're like, this isn't a job, you know, but it really is. I mean, you're 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 doing hands on stuff. You're learning stuff. And and especially uh those those classes that you could get in high school, your your ags, your your like uh, your decas. We I don't know if Buckeye does Buckeye draw deca. They have like something similar. So. We like, have like FFA. There's deca. Yeah. I think there's a Spanish club. So yeah, right. And so just any of those, you know, not extracurricular. I guess not your like core subjects where you do get a little more leniency on being able to go and, and no, do absolutely. Things. It's it's. It's, it's, it's fun, but you don't realize as, as a kid in those classes, you don't realize you're, you're picking up on things, whether it's subconscious or you, you know, you are, but that's where I started was, was DECA. Like that was, and it's a business oriented club. And uh, I just, I was like in love with like the simulations and running, like trying to get my, my personal portfolio, whatever it was at the time. And we would end up, we actually, the one thing we did really well was we would do like these uh, mock kind of like business proposals. And so you would, you would do them at a district level, then you would go do them at a, like a regional. And then like the big fun thing was like state. And then if you got real lucky, you got to go to nationals. And so that was like our big thing was we did 
our simulation team, which was just me and, and Parker Black, uh, he went to Meadowbrook. Uh, so we we ran like this personal finance sim, and it ended up being uh, he actually you know we we ended up going to to nationals for that, and it was in Tennessee that year, and so. Just that experience, I think, is kind of what like got my mind into like, oh, I I don't do I I think I want to do my own thing, you know, I want to kind of run my own business and and start my own thing, and I think really that deck of class that I took from freshman year all the way to senior year was like, you know, you you can look at it and be like, yeah, that was definitely something good, but I think even subconsciously at that time, even after going to school for engineering for for different things, that's kind of what I figured out. I was like that is really what influenced a lot of what I do today is that. And I think that's something a lot of, of parents don't really take into account is, you know, these classes your kids are taking, the, the teachers that are around our kids are the biggest influences, um, you know, be it conscious or subconscious that they're going to have, you know, they're, they're around their teachers eight hours a day. And, and well now with, with COVID, <laughs> still around them just yeah. virtually sometimes and, and less and all that. But I think it's just such a big deal um, to have, you know, your AGs, your DECAs, your, your Spanish classes, these, these classes that aren't special or they are specialized into something that would interest a certain type of student. And, and I think that's, I wish they would have made me take AG in, in high school. I think that would have been like very interesting to me, but I think with like sports and with gym class, you know, you had to kind of pick and choose which ones you had. You only had nine mm -hmm. periods a day. So you had to kind of really pick and choose there, but just, I think getting into those classes, whether the kids want to be there or not, uh, I think it, it either grows on them. It, it might push them, rough them up a little bit, but I think it grows on, on, on the kids that are in these classes. And I think that's a really, really, really good thing. Well, that's, what's cool about it is, I mean, like you were saying, you took DECA, it inspired you to start getting into it, but you weren't molded into being, uh, that's what makes your stuff so unique. I mean, that's what makes your guys's production and the sports stuff you guys are doing. I mean, the fact that you're doing sports, you touch into music now the podcast. I mean, weddings. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's really cool. And it makes you very, and that's like me. I'm not, I'm not your typical ag teacher. And right. we, we talk more about being outside and natural processes. And maybe we'll touch on some of the zoo stuff I've done, but to be a professional in that matter and not a professional teacher and coming in with a little bit of something fresh makes it fun. And it's, I, I want to give that unique experience like you had, yeah, and I think that 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 that's a good point to be made too. Is is you you have that teaching background? You know, if you come in from a teaching degree or from something, and that's with any field, uh, that would be even like if someone came in with like a broadcasting uh, degree for something that we're doing. You know, I think they attack it one way. Whereas if you're coming in from a completely different area or a very specialized area that might not necessarily be, hey, you need to teach this way. I think it almost breaks these barriers down that are like, why don't we do it this way? Or why don't we try this? You know? And I, I think that's what, like you said, has made us versatile is, yeah. is we're not just highlights. We're not just live video. We're not just photo. It's, I, I, I've dabbled with all of it and, and I'm, and the people that we have coming in and I'm teaching them different things. A lot of it's been live this year. So they're learning a lot of live stream stuff, but to be able to bring those people in and say, you know, you can learn photo and then you can go start your own photo company. You can learn video and you can keep working for me or 
you can go make your own video company. You know, they're they're getting these opportunities to to learn about not just one very specialized aspect of a video company, of a production company, of a X company. You know, they're getting kind of a different take on it that's completely built out of my head <laughs> versus, uh, you know, if I would have went to school for this, I might refer back to college classes uh-huh. or something and say, you know, here's how I was taught to do this. Or Whereas now it's like, I know how I learned it hands-on. Uh-huh. I learned it from YouTube. I learned it from Google, whatever it was. So I know kind of where they're coming from as far as like, well, when I did this, I didn't really know what this meant, but now look, you can do it this way. And, uh, even, so we teach a little class, uh, with the Meadowbrook middle schoolers we do this like photography class once a week and, you know, to go to these kids and I can explain the cameras in a way that's like so basic. Whereas like, yeah, anyone could do it, but from my perspective, that's always how I've thought of the cameras because I never was sat in a college class and said, now here's exactly what this setting does. And this is why this does this. And I've slowly learned why certain things do certain things, but for the most part, you can tell a a kid because you learned it this way, shutter speed makes things blurry, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You know? And, and that's like, you learn that. Yeah. Yeah. I just hands on just, okay, why take a picture here? Why is it shaky? Mess around with it. Okay. Now it's still photo. You know, it's like, that's what makes your photo blurry. This makes your photo background blurred versus this is how you get your background to be more in focus. And it's just like little ways you can explain things because you weren't taught that through a, through an institution. It was more through life experience or, or, or like going to the wilds and just building your way through that that company that's probably there's probably a lot of hands-on and valuable knowledge you could even provide to to kids that otherwise might just get it from a teacher or just someone that oh they did a little bit with with ag or they did a little bit with with natural resources but they're more in it for that teaching degree or more in it for this yeah and it doesn't take anything away from educators but i right. think it gives it a fresh new look at it and like what you're talking about that's like these, like I'm technically a career technical educator. So T-E-E, C-T-E educator. And it's kind of like what you're doing with the Meadowbrook. Mm-hmm. You're teaching kids about from the career tech side. So like some of my kids, they come from big time farms. Yeah, They know stuff I don't know when it comes to <laughs> artificial insemination of swine and things like that. And so it's like, I really, I, I'm always trying to teach my kids something different mm-hmm. look at things a different way look at it from a different perspective yeah you like ag but who knows maybe you want to work with animals or maybe you really enjoy being out in the woods and i think to be able to open those doors really makes it unique and like you said i'm a learner from a doer yeah you can give me a book and tell me to learn from like i was not a great college student and if it wasn't for sports i probably wouldn't have been eligible in high school <laughs> but <laughs> i really i'm a doer and a mistake maker and it helps me in teaching so much because I'm like, listen, you could do it that way. I tried that, but this is what happens. Yeah. And I think something also I've learned is, is people do learn different ways. You know, I think both of us are very hands-on, but there are people that need that structure, that book, that way to learn that isn't just do it. Yeah. 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 And and that's how they learn. And and that's great. Like, yeah. So it's really is, it's a good to find that balance between, having, you know, having that very coordinated effort to have lesson, th- this lesson plan be very specific to this. And then 
kind of this more freeway where it might hit a kid differently. You know, it might strike a kid's nerve and be like, okay, wow. Like I, we've been reading books this whole time, but now we're out in the, we're out in the woods. Like, and I, I kind of know what that tree is, you know? So Uh I think it's just, there's different ways people can learn and there's no right or wrong way to do that. I just think it's very, it's a great thing to have those different ways represented throughout the system. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's like, I, my wife and I, we, we built our own house completely from scratch, did it all. And I still, when I, my kids get something that's a, like a multiple process of putting something together, like a bike, I usually will put it together wrong because I'm following <laughs> these instructions and I think I'm doing it perfectly. And then I take it apart again. But by the time I'm done with it, I could rebuild it all and be fine. But just following basic instruction, even for me, is like, it's hard. It's real hard. What, the <laughs> Ikea furniture? Oh, goodness, <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, I'm amazed half these things we have in here haven't fallen apart that chair you're sitting in i just put it together so the worst is like when you start threading them in and then it's like oh that's not the right screw when you take it out it's like is this screw going to go back in that hole again yeah no but that's yeah that that's something that i've always and i think one thing for me was you know growing up through through school i you know you did have to do the book stuff you did have to do this but then once i got into college i don't know if it was i think it was just a shift and the way I was thinking, because I, at one point I was very book oriented mm-hmm. and, and very like, I could study this and then I can take this test and I'm, I'm going to do very well on it. But then I think once I got into college, I don't know what it was. I was, you know, I, I went to Arizona state for a semester. Um, and really a, a lot of that was just from getting scholarship from school. You can ask, you can ask your wife. <laughs> I mean, she, like I had people, they're like, you got so many scholarships from school and, and there were people upset that I was getting them and they weren't. And I was like, did you ask how many scholarships they filled out? Cause, yeah. cause w- I, I think, I think, I think, I think your wife did t- She said, you filled out more scholarships than anyone did this year. Like, and so that's why you, you get more of them is because you filled out more of them. But I got a lot of that and then I was there and, and, I was doing okay. You know, I didn't do great in class, but I was also in like the, the honors college there in which you go from Guernsey County to honors college, Phoenix, Arizona, you know, and I was just like, this is different. I mean, the culture shock alone. Oh, and, and I think it was, I think it was a mix of around here. Yeah. You're, you're learning from the book. You're, but you're, you're also getting this experience from, from different perspectives, different teachers, different avenues. And then once I got to Arizona state, of course you're taking all your gen ed year one. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is, this is boring. Like, (laughs) and you know, just book reports and just, you got five chapters of reading due by tomorrow. And you're like, man, this is different. Like, and that, you know, if you go to a gigantic school, Columbus, Cleveland, that might be how you had, and, and they, that's how they have to learn. There's so many kids through these systems. But then I think, you know, coming from the smaller school system, it's like, man, like this is, this is college. <laughs> and so then I ended up moving back here and, uh, I went to Ohio Valley university for a few years until I started doing all this. But, uh, even there, I was like, I was doing more with my camera. You know, I was making YouTube videos for myself and just, I was doing what I like to do and learning how to do it myself. And that was kind of the point. Once I started making a little bit of money from this, that's when I was like, 
I don't need a degree to tell myself to use a camera. <laughs> so that's kind of where it ended up was was this unconventional way of of building your own brand, you know. And I think I think even even the businesses in this area, like the Wilds, for example, I think bringing in these younger kids, um, you know, because I do know a lot a lot of kids out of high school, college kids, they're getting these experiences to go work at the Wilds. And I, you could probably talk a little bit about on that is how many how many people like do the wilds employ like year over year is that that was uh that was one of the things that was an upward battle for me was seasonally i mean oh man i don't know the exact number but it's 100 to 200 kids they're right. hiring a season mm-hmm. for when we're open so they're only open from like may to november essentially and that's essentially when all the animals are out on pasture so it makes it easy for you to be open and have tours but i mean yeah they're employing Tons and tons of kids. And that's how I got in with season. I was a uh, a camp counselor. So I'd stay overnight, take kids backpacking, repelling, and mm. do nature interpretations. And I was going to Kent State at that time. And uh, so I'd come back in the summer, work it. I did that for two years and then ended up with the restoration side of it. But like full-time staff out there, when I left, I think it was 32 people total. Mm. So like in our staff working with the animals, we had a total of... 12 people, maybe 13 counting the head boss. And that took care of over 500 animals. Really? I mean, and my partner and I, we managed the, when I was there, managed the bison herd. It was over 200. We managed animals on pasture, which was over 300. And I mean, it was, they are absolutely hardworking people. And that was probably one of the big reasons of uh, when I left there is like all of a sudden had time with the kids, had time with my wife, wasn't working holidays, wasn't working weekends, wasn't there late. And it definitely opened up those doors. But yeah, the employment opportunities it does for this area. And like you said, coming back to this area, just to be able to give to an area like Cambridge, it's one of those Mm -hmm. places that you see the ugly a lot more than you see what's really cool going on here. Right. Right. And I think that's probably with, with any, even if you grow up in Columbus or something, you, where you grow up, you're going to take a little bit of an advantage of what you have around you. Yeah. And, and that is something like I, I've only been out to the wilds like once for a tour, but the more I look at it, I'm like that thing, that that's so sweet. Like what a cool thing. And we've been out there to like some of the, like the bird overwatch areas yeah. and all that stuff, you know, just on our own. Um, but it's just like, it's just such a naturally beautiful area. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think, we like to look at like, oh, well, let's go to Kings Island or let's go, let's go to like, let's go to Mason. Let's go to Columbus, Ohio and do all this stuff. And, but there really is a, not a lot. We're, we're still working on it, but there's coming. It, there's stuff being built in Cambridge that, yeah. that is up and coming, you know, and the wilds has been established there a while, obviously, but you know, you're starting to see some new shops pop in even Caldwell, for example, they're starting to blow up. Yeah. I got to go to that coffee shop. I, that looked good. I, I haven't been down there yet. I, I, I think I, I paid them to put my logo on their wall. So <laughs> well, you get a free cup of coffee. I, out of that, right? I hope I, I got to go look and see if they put it up, but no, I like, they got the coffee shop going in down there. They have a uh, next level, um, fitness my, I'm, I'm butchering it you're one of my sponsors i should know your name but no I, they're uh it's a new 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 sh- not shake that's healthies uh next level fitness they're they're they do sh- protein shakes and they sell pre-workout and all that kind of okay. stuff so they just got a new like nutrition shop in they just got what else they get in um there's a new finish strong apparel 
There's a new boutique down there, and it's all on the square. I mean, it's just and, and that is a cool square. Yeah, it is a really it's like it's one of those things like from an old movie almost. Like when you get downtown Caldwell, it's like why why is there not something here? That's awesome. Yeah, and and oh man, Caldwell, I I would love if. So the reason we're here is internet. You know, we, yeah. we we do a lot of uploading, a lot of live streaming. So we have to have good internet. And that's not the only reason. Like, it's a really nice area. It's not yeah. like I'm sitting in like a cubicle. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, if I could see, you know, what Caldwell was starting to do now, and if they had the internet capacity for us, that's not looking like a bad spot right now if I'm no. a new business. I mean, they've got a lot moving in there. They've got the esports Apex, the guys that stream some stuff with us, they they're actually streaming the Fort Fry game tonight, so that'll be interesting to watch. But uh, there's just so much going in down there, and even some of the long long established businesses are starting to do renovations, and and you're seeing a I think the community is getting behind it, whereas around here and around other places, that's what you need. You you, you know you uh, the music guys, for example, like Ryan and Adam, those guys have said, you know. Now that we're starting to come back into Cambridge, starting to come back to Guernsey County, working with you a little bit because you're local to the area, they're like, we're starting to get that support from our local community that we've always wanted. You know, getting your community behind you is one of the most important things. And and that's, you know, that's small scale down, down to a village of Caldwell that's a little bigger up to Guernsey County, a little bigger up to Southeast Ohio and so on and so on. But I think once you can start to to rally the the people behind you, mm-hmm. that's when it starts to get cool. And I think coming from that small town, like you were saying, I I, I think a lot of people do like to look at the bad and, and and they like to 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 complain about things. And but once you can change that mindset and once you can get people going, I think Caldwell's doing it. I really think they are. I think they're getting some stuff moving down there. Well, from like New Concord to Cambridge to Bizel, and like you said, Caldwell. Like, there's potential. Some mm-hmm. of these old even Bizel start. Oh, Bizel, that's yeah. Don't don't try those donuts. They're addicting. I had. I went in. They are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are good. Uh, and see, like even they, like even Pure Love Bakery, they've sponsored some of our stuff. Yeah. Like with Meadowbrook and and get you know we got the banners downtown so that yep. people can see. And that was something too. I th- I love to do is. I, I think when I started taking photos for Meadowbrook, mm-hmm. I, I was driving around, we were going to games and taking pictures and all this. And I'd go to like some of these bigger schools or these bigger areas and they'd have all their kids hung up downtown. I'm like, we can do that. Yeah, that's not hard. <laughs> so, you know, we give we give Bysville those banners for free and I don't charge the schools for them. I just do it. And it's been great. And now we're doing it at Buckeye Trail. Buckeye Trail only had like three seniors this yeah, past season. Yeah, we're little. <laughs> so we we only had like three or four banners out there. But, you know, when fall comes around, you've got football. Even yeah. I think they've got – I don't know how many seniors they've got for softball, baseball, track. But with track, you could probably get a good amount. You would, a lot of the kids run track. And actually the uh, – who's in charge of FFA? That's or, me. Is that what, that's, that's, I talked to you, yeah. Yeah, see, with the mask with on. Maggie, I, you have no idea. Oh, no idea. I just, <laughs> but yeah, so we're going we're gonna to probably do yep, some bad. I, I got a couple seniors that are active in FFA. And, and I think that's a good thing, too. And I'm going to pitch that to Meadowbrook now. You yeah. know, get, get, it gives they them something, especially this FFA year, too. too. But that's, uh, you know, that's something with, 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 with even fall, we had probably 12 to 15 seniors. And it, it just, it looks so cool driving by the schools and seeing all the banners hung up and, and all of that stuff. And so it's just, it's little community things exactly. that we're trying to add and improve and enhance things and, and not just 
continue doing what has been done before. That's like, I'm obsessed with live music. So like my wife and I, that's our thing to do is to go see live music. And so we'll get into these little towns that are having some up and coming artists we might like. And it's like the scene that's happening in some of these places is just, it'll blow me away. I'm like, mm. man, Cambridge has got potential. Like we could really do some stuff that would be really cool here. And also like you're saying in Caldwell and all the things happening, it's just, I, I think there's something to be said, especially I have a soft spot for Appalachian communities. I mean, I, t I always want to bring awareness to Appalachia, United States. And I mean, we're right there in it. And I think there's a really cool, like art movement almost that's coming out of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like that old saying, like pressure creates diamonds. And these are people that's been put under pressure for a long time, but with social media, with YouTube, yeah, you can, and like you, I mean, you just started up. It's like, you know, I'm going to do this right. and start it up. And it, you are getting some really, really cool products, some really cool companies. And I think, I think one thing that has helped this area with that stuff is the fact that, over the last decade or so, internet has become much more viable in this area. Yeah, it's a little better. <laughs> yeah, so, so you know, having 4G and, and soon to be 5G and all this, having the, the availability to be connected quickly mm -hmm. is, is so important. You know, in a big city, even if you think about it, pre-internet, you're all real close in a big city. You can yep. connect and you can network and do all this stuff very quickly. Whereas now, you know, after the coal era and after there was this little bit of a, a law where it's like, well, we have internet, but it's, it's landlines and it's slow. And whereas now it's like, I can have a video company in Cambridge, Ohio, you know, yeah. and, and it's not VHS tapes and it's not CDs. It's the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that was, that was really big. And I think it's going to slowly get bigger with the live streams. All these schools now having good internet. Yeah. We can now stream all your games. You can watch your kids. You can watch your grand grandkids from other states and all this. And and so I think, you know, even the business side of it, being able to connect with businesses quickly, reach out to them and and I know the internet's been around for a little longer than a decade, but it's but like quick. Around here, man, I mean that's we just upgraded ours. I mean, I live fifteen minutes probably from your studio yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And Three years ago, I had 0.8 megabits a second. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like all phones have to be off if we want to watch <laughs> Netflix tonight. That's how, yeah. And uh, I, I still live in Senecaville. Okay. So, same. Frontier. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm through. <laughs> nothing. You know, I mean, it's it's a little better. We, yeah. can, we can play video games now. Yeah, but, well, that's big. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, even even just, even that 15-minute drive in, into Cambridge. Yep. That I've got Spectrum sending me emails. Do you want 900 megabit per second internet? And I'm, now, granted, that's the download. The upload is, is what we're more concerned with. Yeah. Because once that gets here, that'll be huge for this area. And that's not something the consumer might see as much. Because as a consumer, you're looking at your download speeds, your mm -hmm. video games, your streaming, your yeah. Hulu, your Netflix. But for us, we're trying to send stuff to you. Yeah. So upload speeds are very, very important. And they're... Here, they're good. Yeah. They're, they're good, but they could be, you know, Columbus, they're insane. I mean, we could stream 4K video, which who could watch it? But <laughs> but we could stream 4K video out with, with Columbus speeds. You could have all kinds of just the potential as the upload speed increases for video company, really any company that's doing anything on social media. Because we do, you know, we do our own stuff, but we do a lot with, with like GBA basketball, uh, you know, the, these other businesses and we're doing video for them and we're uploading their video for them. Well, when I go to the GBA studios to upload, it's in Biasville. 
it takes a while. Yeah. I mean, it, still, it takes a while. So I, it's quicker for me to do all the work and then drive here to upload stuff and significantly quicker at that. I mean, hours quicker. And so it's, it's ridiculous how once, you know, we're, we're getting there now, like we're good now, but once we see those, that next level of speed, 5g even, um, once that's abundant, I always think of it like, so we don't use like the jet packs and stuff for our streams, but we'll use the school's internet. But like, for example, if we're going to go do streams for softball and baseball, some of these fields are in the middle of nowhere, you know, yeah. there's not really internet access out there. And so right now in theory, yeah, you could stream them with a 4g jet pack, but 4g costs a lot of money. And, and what do we get if we don't use 4G? Well, you get downgraded to 3G, which does not work yeah. for streaming. Well, if 5G is the thing now, now you just get downgraded to 4G, you're good to go. And so that's kind of this middle ground we're at is, yeah, we can stream a lot of stuff in schools, at fields with internet. But that next step is now we don't, we, the next step is no longer worrying about internet access. And, and that's getting here slowly. It's already in big cities. Like everything is first, but yeah. it's starting to creep its way over here. And, and once that's here, we'll be able to stream anything and everything anywhere. We could be out chasing the buffalo at the wilds. You know? Yeah, I mean, so that's exciting. That, that's kind of what's exciting for me. And it's, it's, I think it's, we are, we're always just a tad behind, like you mm. said, everyone else from the city. So it's really, it's one of those things I think with all this stuff getting out there, going to the masses all of a sudden. It's bringing a lot of light on us in a positive way and getting people excited. I mean, it's like you're talking about you guys are filming at Fort Fry. If that was a football game tonight, ooh, good luck getting cell reception so, through Fort Fry. <laughs> so, yeah, so for Fort Fry football, they actually had Row Networks. And, Row, if you're listening, I am going to contact you because I need your help. <laughs> but they actually had Row Networks come out and uh, hook, like, they ran, like, a direct line just for their internet from the school all the way to the football field. Wow. And so that's kind of the thing we're looking at now is for spring i'm like yeah we can do it but yeah your field is not near your school <laughs> you, it's not your football field where you have your you know your your sky coach and you have to have internet yeah. already installed so like yeah we can do it but we're gonna have to f get internet to your fields that, that that's kind of our next step that's what we were blown away the other night when, what was it? Uh, it was the new Philly game for Meadowbrook when you guys were streaming it. And my wife was sitting there, we're eating dinner. Kids are doing homework. <laughs> Who would have thought we were going to sit in our living room and watch a local high school sports mm -hmm. game live? Like that was, that was pretty cool. Now it was, it's quite the experience. And I, and that's, what's kind of neat about as horrible as COVID's been on everybody, but the doors it's open. I mean, I've watched live concerts of bands that I could only go to see in Nashville. Right. All of a sudden I'm in my living room watching one of my favorite bands perform. Mm -hmm. And then like to be able, I mean, it's, it's really, I think, I think it's, it's not good what's done, but I, <laughs> it, it's going to open it, a lot of doors. It forced change. Yes, is, exactly. <laughs> and, and it, it was, it was a good thing for certain change and, yeah. and not a good thing for other change. No, it was absolutely <laughs> horrible overall, but right. yeah, I think it really, I think I'm excited for the summer. I'm excited uh, for what's coming. I think it's going to be a big summer. Yeah. I think it's going to be a the big summer. The roaring twenties is <laughs> yeah. get back to the, it's yeah, I think it's going to be pretty That's what we've, as my wife and I already saying like, man, we got, we got to get back to Nashville. Mm -hmm. We got to, we're waiting, we're watching all of our favorite bands. Like who's going to start performing first. Who's going to get out there. And luckily for, I mean, we're so blessed that with us both being educators, we both have been able to get the vaccine. So it's yeah. really made us 
feel good about being able to get out there and mix it up a little bit. So we're excited. Yeah. And that's what, so we're, I'm, well, not we, I personally, but for my business, am going down to the Gulf Coast for April 1st through the 15th. Nice. Adam is actually doing a tour down there right now. So we're going to film a little bit uh, from like the 1st to the 10th. And then some of my other friends are coming down for like a vacation kind of thing. But Florida's open, you know, that's awesome. And it's warm and there's, it's warm here now, I guess it's, it, it was a pretty nice, that's why I'm wearing, look like I, I just, there, yeah, are you Florida. going tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but yeah, so I, I woke up today and I looked at my phone it said 65 and it was like 10 AM. Uh, don't, don't tell people I wake up at 10 AM, but, but I was like, it's, it's short and, and Hawaiian shirt weather. Yeah, <laughs> and so, yeah, is. so I, I rock that all day and then, uh, but yeah, I'm going down there, and, and it, I'm excited. I think I think not only are, are the people from Florida excited to be down there. I think you're gonna. It's spring break. Uh, it's that spring break season. So I think you're gonna see a lot of people coming in from other states. Which uh, hopefully we'll we'll see how it plays out. <laughs> but but uh, I just think the atmosphere is gonna almost feel normal again. As far yeah, as, I, know, just I bet you, man. And, and that's the thing is with everything that's happened. We've learned how to interact. We've learned what we need to do to do. But not only, I mean, if you come from Southeastern Ohio, you deserve a vacation every year after our winters, especially after this one. (laughs) To be able to go down there, everybody right now is just wanting a vacation. It was just something, I mean, obviously COVID, but this year has just been depressing. Oh, man. It's just like... It's and it, you know, even I feel like last year, as we got out of March and they started locking things down, and it was April and it was May. Even then, you know, small town, we're like, we can go fishing. We yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were still out and about doing yeah. things, but then winter hits, and you're like, all right, what do I, what do I do now? It's, yeah, it's cold, and especially that snow <laughs> and ice we got this year. Yeah, well, it's like this area. I mean, social distance. I mean, that's what we do. We right. <laughs> we're always yeah. that's we're all at Walmart at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I. Yeah, I mean, it was just a sad winter for yeah you know, it, and we did some good things like we did all the sports we we, we had so many games and it, we we grew and did a lot of stuff that was good but just from a personal perspective like just yourself i was just like man like this is like i'm doing a lot of good but i'm this is rough like, yeah i've definitely <laughs> been looking forward to the summer i mean this for me now this is my first summer off. Oh, that's right. I mean, busy time at the wilds was the summertime, the winter time. And we were definitely, it was busy and we had a lot of hard work, but like summertime we were in session. So like all of a sudden it's like our summer's wide open. We got, yeah. we got a lot of fun stuff that we can do. He said next week, Florida. Yeah. Week after you that. Pack up and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That's, that's been even today, like just one day of like, yeah. I mean, we had a few warmer days, but today 65 we were out we took the kids out and took photos instead of sitting That's in the classroom cool. and i'm like this is great like i forgot what it was like to have warm wet you know and it you say it every year but especially this year it's just amazing you know well, just we warm and we hiked on the guernsey trail the other night and it was like the peepers were going which is i mean that's always like a great sign that springs and then like with our kids in my class we're going out in the woods and they have these uh we got we have a lot of acreage at buckeye trail so we get to tromp through those woods and like we have these vernal pools that all of a sudden is getting these three and four inch salamanders moving hmm. and going and checking those out and like just to be able to be outside and not be bundled up i mean it's 
Yeah. But it's Ohio. We could have a blizzard tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I think, what? This is second fake winter. Yeah. Or second fake spring. Yeah. And then there's third winter. <laughs> and then official spring. And then, oh, it's cold again. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Now, speaking of, of all your acreage out there at, at Buckeye Trail, what are what, what's the ecosystem like out there? I mean, is it... Like, what kind of stuff can I find out in the woods? Of I'll tell you, it's actually, that was one of the things that really got me excited about working out there. I mean, we got a lot of woods and I mean, they've been timbered. You can tell a little bit in the past, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, a lot of different various big oak trees. We have wetlands. We got these vernal pools, which are like the breeding of all the amphibians in the area, which like when you, especially when you start talking to your demographic of your typical ag student, you're you start talking to him like, what's a vernal pool? I'm like, it's the thing that when you find it in the woods on your four-wheeler, you're just tearing it up <laughs> and you're having a good time. I said, but there's a lot of cool stuff in there. So like being able to relate to that. So yeah, we're getting in there. And I mean, right by our softball field behind there, there's a big valley that has all kinds of cool areas in it that we go and trace around and check things out. I mean, it's, I I do, it's, it's a blank slate right now, but I mean, we, we got in outside laboratory essentially mm. so i mean if the weather's permitting and the kids are ready i mean we're out there playing that's sweet yeah we we, we had well we had a little bit of woods out at, out at meadowbrook up towards the the football field and yeah everything, but nothing like you guys got some woods out there yeah I mean, we are <laughs> in the middle of nowhere that's like everybody's like did you know about old washington when you were a kid because i went to john glenn i'm like I knew the fair was out there. I never was in Washington until I was going to the fair. Yeah. And that was like once a year. <laughs> oh, man. The fair the fair this year was different. I mean, we... I didn't. Even, I went out there for my kids for FFA. Mm-hmm. So we went out. I checked their stuff. But I was the new teacher. So, like, I didn't hardly <laughs> know anybody or anything. So I was just kind of wandering around. But it was... That was depressing. Yeah. It really... I mean, it was cool to see the kids and active and, and animals I, and stuff. But. Yeah. And I think... One thing that did come out of it that was good, just like the school sports stuff, is we streamed every event. Every, you did. We everything. watched you in class. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. So I think I think that might be here to stay. We'll see. Yep. Uh, just from, you know, I think they can get the sponsors for it. But it just from a, like I had grandparents text me like, I used to have to just watch my grand the son uh-huh. up at the goats or I had to just watch my granddaughter and now they're like I can sit in my living room and watch all three or four of them we, at once I <laughs> used you for I have a class called livestock and it was like it was that week kids were in and out half the kids are at the fair and it's like you know what and they're like and I, I caught someone on their phone I'm like what are you what are you on your phone <laughs> and they're like well I'm watching uh Caleb Graham's live stream I'm like of what of the fair I'm like Let's put it on the bit. We put it up on the big projector and we watched the live stream and got to talk about animal. It was, it was just really, really cool. And that, that, I mean, those kids, I wasn't in for each. My, my uh, sister was, but like, they, they don't get that recognition. Those kids are putting in some work. Yeah. Serious work. And for them to be able to have that, cause it's still out there forever. Yeah. yeah. And they can get on there and check it out. And it's, that's pretty cool. And then now they're doing the, the drive-in theater out there. I just I saw, saw that. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. That's what I told my wife. I was like, so we're going to get oars for dinner <laughs> and then go over and watch a movie. Right. No, that, <laughs> that, that will be really cool. I, I saw, I saw someone mention, that. I don't know if it was it in like the, the paper or online. I, or something. She, I thought saw it on Facebook somewhere, but then they came out and like, I follow something like Guernsey County, something, and they put it out too. Okay. I saw it today on Instagram. Yeah, no, I, I saw some stuff on that's, that's cool. I think I, they got like three dates slated. I think it's just more of a, is it going to be a year round kind of thing? Or are they thinking more in the summer months? I think months? I don't, again, don't right. know, but I, mean, I think we're, I we're experts. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't ask my opinion what movie <laughs> yet, but yeah. the, I think they had three dates slated. Cause one of them was like 
June 19th or something like that. And then they were, I, as of now, I think it was just a summer type thing as of now. Mm. Well, even then, I That's, mean, yeah, I've never even been new. to a drive-in theater. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've seen them and I know there's some up in like Maslin and all this, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be really cool. I think just you're, you're seeing not, not necessarily just old, old style, old hipstery kind of stuff yeah. coming back. Yeah. You're seeing community driven things coming back. Like, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're not hanging out with everyone at the drive-in movie theater, but you're, there's still this sense of community. There's still exactly. this sense of, I'm around all these people, and it, we're all watching the same thing. And I think just that, that even that old-school, like, drive-in movie theater style, you're seeing a lot of local business, I think, coming yeah. back. Well, and then when you get out and do things like that, you're benefiting. Like, like I said, it, mm-hmm. it gives me a reason to go to Oars and have a cheeseburger and yeah. a milkshake. I mean, when you're out and about, you're going to go do other things. Right. And, and I, that's important. Yeah. And that's like, I can't thank our, the, the businesses that sponsored our streams throughout the year, like through a pandemic, through football season. I mean, you can't thank those people enough for, for being able to provide still and bring this stuff to the community. And I just think it's, I think out of out of all this, you know, you kind of getting into 2021 a little bit, uh, but more so, I think after about November of 2020, that kind of era, I think you started seeing a lot more people just out of sheer boredom sitting in their house, not doing anything. They maybe started thinking, maybe I should try to do that business that I, I wanted to do or, yeah. or I've got some time on my hands now. I'm not working every day. I can actually go and and do this thing that I've wanted to do for years, but have not had time to. And and I think we're just seeing the beginning of that wave. I don't think it's even close to here yet because some business plans, some of these, if if they've got really ambitious ideas, it's going to take a few years, but I think there's going to be this wave hit us. It's just like... Where did that like Caldwell, for example? Yeah, they're that little first little ripple. I think we're seeing in a bigger pond of, oh my goodness, like just business, 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 and oh now people want to go shop local because they haven't been outside. They want to go walk around downtown. They, I think, twenty nineteen was just such a spoiled year for us. Yeah, where we were just like we're comfortable, we're having a great time, uh-huh. and it hit us, and we're like, oh, wait. Okay, never mind. This is not good. This is not good. <laughs> and, and and now everyone's finally, I think they kind of have gotten grounded again yep. in a good way. Not like, oh, I'm sad, but yeah. just in a great, like, man, we should support our local community and we should we should rally around this. And this it's almost inspirational. It yeah. is. And it was and like you're saying, when it hit, it was like, damn, what's going on around here? Like you're watching all these businesses that you've always kind of known, like maybe they were struggling a little bit and like mm. all of a sudden they're gone. Yeah. That store's vacant, and it's like, what's going to happen now? And, but now, all of a sudden, like, on Main Street, I mean, there's a tattoo place pops up. Mm-hmm. Guernsey Kitchen's still there, and they've popped up in the recent years. And it's like, all of a sudden, you have these new opportunities coming through. And like you said, I think people was like, you know what? So unfortunately, people lost their jobs. Like, what am I going to do now? And they started getting creative. And really, the nice thing is, it's becoming so, um, how do I you, like, fatty almost, the, the shop local. Right. I mean, we're, the malls are gone. Malls are disappearing nonstop. But these little boutiques and all this stuff There's, around here. I like, think four or five boutiques have popped up in, yeah, the, last, in exactly. the last six months I mean, or so. And it's like, it's you, all of a sudden you're getting clothes that no one else has, which is cool. You mm-hmm. always want to dress a little bit different. And like, it's just, 
vinyls are coming back. Right. So little record stores are popping up in different places. And I mean, everybody wants to do those new kind of things. And it's exciting. Yeah. I think, I think we got overly digital. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and we, we started to realize that where we're like, we all are on zoom calls every day of our lives. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I think we, if I, and I think it was coming back a little, like you did see record shops and, and some of this vintage media coming back uh-huh. before COVID. But I think, that was kind of the, the, the like peak of the mountain per se is like, oh man, we're all digital now. Like yeah. we can't even see each other in person. This is, and now it's like, okay, we're starting to open up a little yeah, bit. I want to touch it. I, I want to walk it. around. The, I want to walk <laughs> around. I want to shake people's hands. I don't know on the street and all this. And so I think you are seeing this renaissance of just, you, yeah. you know, not even just media, just everything in general, boutiques with clothing. Uh-huh. You're seeing local nutrition shops pop yeah, up, which is everywhere rare. Now. You yeah. Know? And now you're like, okay, now they're here. You know? And I just think it's all coming to this, this culmination of like, yeah, we're going to get back to where we were. Definitely. We're going to be back into 2019 comfort at some point, I'm sure. But I think we're not going to take it for as much advantage as we did before. Yeah. And I think as you've worded, well, we were so comfortable, like, yeah, this is cool. We're in our groove. But I think as a human race, generationally we got to improve all the time yeah and we kind of were in that spot i mean everything moves so fast i mean kids now walk around with the smartest computer in their pocket <laughs> information is at their tips and it's like they don't even have to talk anymore it's like yeah the the art of bs is over because someone can just pull out their phone and call you out mm-hmm. i mean you used to have to sell it well, even if that, you were wrong like with with the presidents and everything yeah. in the past they could say they could go to a small town exactly and say, here's what i'll do for you yeah and now they'll get on youtube and like actually you didn't say that yeah <laughs> you just lied <laughs> but that you are seeing you know and it's it's finding that middle ground between yeah. Yeah, we do need to have accountability between our, our digital systems. And, and it's great to be connected to someone across the state, across the nation, across the world instantly. Mm-hmm. But I think we were starting to lose that touch of, well, what about the person across the road? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's starting to come back. We can be hopeful. I'm hoping it's coming What's, around to stay. What was so, so crazy is because you wanted to help your local areas when COVID hit. Mm. I've not eaten out so much in my life because I was doing curbside. <laughs> yeah. Like we were getting food all the time because you want to help. You don't want to see him go. And that's so Kyle Huck, his last podcast just came out yesterday. Okay. And he owns Wings, et cetera. Okay. And Caldwell, Marietta. And yep. so that's it. He said he, he preached on that point. He's like, when it hit our community, he's like, we were dumbfounded with how much takeout we were, we were sending out our doors. He's like, the communities really got around their local restaurants and their local people and made it work. Yeah. And, and that's great. And I, was it forced? Maybe a little, but I'm glad they did. And I'm glad the community was there for those people. And, and it's, you know, like pizza shops, for example, the guy that owns Crino's, Every time I order from there, because it's right across the bridge, he always, if he's working, he always brings it because he just likes talking. Yeah, but, yeah. But he, he'll come over and he's like, after COVID, he's like, our business is up like 70%. <laughs> he's like, just, and you know, pizza's easy. You just, you've always been ordered, be able to order pizza. Yeah, yeah. So they, he said, we did more pizza. He's like, I had to bring people into work and all this stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, you could look at a lot of different businesses. Like there's some that were very affected the opposite way. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's also important for those businesses to then find a way to pivot. Um, that's what we did. You know, we, we were just highlights pretty much or just pictures 
and weddings. I mean, our big thing in the summer was weddings and we didn't have a wedding season this summer. And so we, we really adapted to that. Um, we were like, and you know, some of the schools start and we did a few live streams here and there of like tournament games last year, but we had schools calling us and they're like, I think we're gonna have to do live for every game. And I'm like, Let's do it. Let's yeah, find a way to exciting. do it. But I mean, yeah. being able to be open to that, like right. probably when that first started, you're like, are we, are we going to be able to pull this off? And then I was thinking it. Yeah. yeah. And, and just slowly, you know, we, we're still figuring it out and it's going to be a year over year thing where you find out more information. You're always learning all that stuff, but we're still trying to find the right way to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, Kyle, he also owns apex esports who does some of those Fort Fry streams. Um, so Having him on, we we had a really long discussion on, should we ticket the event? Should we sponsor the event? Should it be a mix? Should it be this? And, and you know, we went into it and we're like, no school did it wrong because we had to do it in two weeks. You yeah. know, it was two weeks before the football season. They said, we're going to let people live stream the football games. <laughs> and that two weeks, yeah, we can do it. Yeah. yeah. Can't Hel- turn that business Hello. down. <laughs> Hi. Yes. And so, so just, you know, we had two weeks to throw stuff together and every way that it was done worked, you know, yeah. but which way is sustainable? That's what we were talking yeah. about. And, uh, from our perspective, we seem to think that it's going to be a mix of a cheaper ticket and some sort of sponsorship. Um, but we got to get everyone on the same page. We said, it's okay, uh, to ticket it, but if I go to Kennedy's and someone's giving them free donuts, but yeah. I have to pay for mine, yeah, then it's a little, that, yeah. I, I don't have a problem paying for a donut. I have a problem that his was free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's kind of where we started working on that. And that's what we were, when we were streaming your guys' stuff and it was like, yeah, you, what was it for the new Philly game? Was it 10 bucks? Uh, yeah, it was like nine ninety five or something. Yeah. But it's like, if you go to the game, you're paying number one for a playoff game. You're playing that state price for one person. Yeah, you're paying, and then you're going to end up buying popcorn. Yeah. You're going to end, up, or you might go out to eat that night. It's like you end up saving, and you don't have to take 50, the kids out bucks. and do all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's and I that's I am a diehard Ohio State Buckeye fan. I've been to plenty of, I've been to the Michigan game. I've been to big games. There is no seat better than the one in my house when I watch those uh, games. Because you can see it. You can hear it. You can re... Like, they show replays. When you're at a... I mean, it's great to be in the atmosphere at a game. Right. But there is something that... If you're wanting to truly watch a good game, your seat at the house is great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it, just not having to get everyone in the car. And, yeah. And, and all this stuff. So we, we we took that into account. And, you know, our first iteration of it was a little expensive. We, we, we learned, you know, we're adapting and we're adjusting prices and we're learning and, and all this stuff. But what uh, our next our next goal is, is for after spring season, we're going to get together with all the ADs, all the superintendents yeah. in our area, you know, Guernsey Noble, up towards Malvern, a little bit down towards River and just kind of sit, sit down and say, look, like there is a market here. You know, it's this isn't just a one year thing, but if you want every single game streamed, there's got to be money somewhere and oh, we can't absolutely. keep digging into our local business. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just thousands and thousands of dollars every season over. And it's like, that's just unsustainable. Um, and, and like we, like I was telling him, um, you know, he, he had the same thing cause they do tickets for Fort Fry okay. and they don't do tickets for Caldwell. Uh, okay. What we do, we don't do tickets for Shenandoah. We do do tickets for Meadowbrook and yep. all of this stuff. And so he's, he, you know, he explains like the difference is Caldwell. I'm sending them a giant bill. Yeah. Fort Fry, I'm giving them money. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and 
you know, it didn't come out of his pocket. It came out of the consumers that consume the game. Yeah. And, and so, so it's trying to find that happy medium, trying to explain it to people. Well, it's and, still a business. Right. And, and it, it is understandable because it was all thrown together. And I understand where people were angry because it wasn't done perfectly, but it was immediate. It was just yeah, so Yeah, but quick. they're also getting to watch their games at home. Right. And that's it. That's what is. It was such a blessing. And how many people are doing watch parties? I mean, right. anytime you watched... And like you, when could, I was, you could have 10 people over to watch Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, I remember growing up when Mike Tyson would fight as mm. a kid, you'd go to those parties right. and it's like, there'd be 50 people in the house. I mean, right. you can't do that at a ball game. You can't hide someone <laughs> in your backpack and walk in. Exactly. So you're either all paying or you can come watch it at my house. Yeah. And, so, no, I think it's, it, I, like you said, even like with the music and everything, it's just... It's opening, it's getting information out there. It and that's is. what's cool. And I think this basketball season has been very good, especially the Meadowbrook side with the tickets. We've, we've been able to do a lot, yeah. but it's just the surface. I mean, mm-hmm. we are basically just saying, here's a live video. I can make some cool graphics. Mm-hmm. Here's the scoreboard inside. There is so much more to be done with that product if it's sustainable, if it's not a one-year thing. Yeah. I mean... Play last week, like we did, we played New Philly's uh, highlights before the last game, the Cambridge game. Said, hey, check out, you know, Meadowbrook. They played last week. Here's the highlights from that game. Or now we've got, like, for example, DTA and Steak and Ale. They're showing your high school games in their restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all. Like, if I was a kid, I'd be like, that's sweet. That's oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, the, before that, kids were going to, like, B-dubs to watch their, like, highlight for their team. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, or they're gathering around a small iPhone <laughs> to watch highlight. I mean, yeah. I mean, as a kid that played sports, I mean, and as an adult, I mean, I, I geeked out yeah. when I was on TV. So, for like, the kid to be out there playing sports, like, you're on ESPN all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. I mean, and that's what's really neat. It's it's cool for the kids to mm. to have that experience. I mean, and they're going to get a DVD at the end of the year with every game they play. Yeah, I, mean, I would kill for a DVD <laughs> of all my games. It's I've I've had one game when I played high school football. We made it to playoffs that was shown on TV when we got home that day. Really, and I still remember to that day like being able like oh. Like, I didn't even hardly play. But I'm like, oh, there I am. There I am. Like, those kids are, that's a great experience. Yeah. And and that's just, I think that's the way we're going to have to do it is is a, some sort of ticket. If you want to buy it, great. If you don't, go to the game and buy a ticket. Yeah. If you don't, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait until yep. it's either on YouTube a couple weeks later because we do do that. We, we put them on YouTube for free later. Yeah. Or you can buy a ticket. Five of your friends can come over and watch a game with you. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we, we've definitely thought about it a lot, and and I will give uh, Jeff Wheeler, Meadowbrook's AD, a lot of credit uh, for for sticking to it, sticking to his guns, and, yep. and and you know he's getting a lot of phone calls. I'm getting a lot of phone calls, and we know it's what has to happen. We yep. know this is the only way it's sustainable. Yep. Um, for example, we saw like. Like AVC, for example, they did they did games and they did them for free, mm-hmm. but how many? Yeah, thirty five. Is that it? Thirty five, and that's not just like that's not just Cambridge's thirty five. Yeah. That's Cambridge, they John Glenn, they some John girls, Glenn some boys. They went on the road to Meadowbrook. Some thirty five for the whole basketball season. Whereas with us, and granted, some schools did it a different way, so I can't say it was all because of ticket sales. Yeah, but. I will say Meadowbrook was the easiest to work with because I'm not sending bills to Meadowbrook. I'm not waiting for money to come from there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have it. I have it. And I got my sponsors. I get their money, you know, and so it just worked. And, yeah. and 
we did 150 games since the end of football season that's for a just lot ba- of work. that's an average of if you don't if you take out Sundays it's probably more but just over this last 60 days or no sorry 30 days we did 60 streams so that's two a day not counting Sunday you don't play not counting most Wednesdays you don't play I mean it's just I went and looked at it, I'm like that is insane that's a I lot mean, and you probably get bad feedback too I mean Everybody's watching Meadowbrook right now too. So yeah. anytime you get more people, you're going to have more people. Are gonna oh play. yeah, yeah. And, and but see now, one thing I did like to like to elaborate on was like we we would <laughs> I, I would always say the ones that don't like it or aren't going to support you will speak on Twitter, on Facebook, on yeah. they'll speak their mind. Yeah. The ones that like it will speak with their wallets and they will yeah. be the ones that support you. Yeah. So yeah, you always want to be improving your product. If something is doesn't look good or if you if something did go wrong, yeah, you're gonna take that feedback. But if it's just someone complaining about price, yeah. I like to look at the take itself like these guys are the ones that are behind me. And and it was overwhelming for that Meadowbrook Cambridge game. I mean, that's awesome. We, so the last few tournament games, it was probably 60, 70 tickets, which yeah. is a good amount for a tournament game. Yeah. But you know, I was talking to, to Wheeler about it and I was like, what do you think? Like, I, I was like, I think we'll get a hundred, hundred or so tickets. That'd be like, if we get a hundred, I'll be happy. You know, like that'll be cool. Um, Cause that would be our biggest game of the year. And he was like, I think, but I don't know if we'll get there. And I was like, I don't know. It's Meadowbrook Cambridge. And about halftime, I went and looked at, at the ticket sales, 197. Nice. We doubled it. And, and by the end of the day, it was 201. So we doubled yeah. what we thought we were going to do. And I was like, there, there is something here. You uh-huh. know? And yeah, you're not going to sell as much to your, your just regular season games. Sure. Because only you know, your parents, your grandparents are going to really be invested in that. Yep. But once you do get to these playoffs, once you do get, it becomes so worth it. And the supplemented cost of just having the, those few ticket sales during the year helps cover your cost. Your sponsors help cover your cost. And then you can be like, man, like, this is the future. Like, yep. like we can make this sustainable. Now I can pay my rent. You know? Yeah. And then, like, with that, the more platforms you're getting on, the easier it becomes. Like, my wife and I are pretty tech savvy. Mm, and, like, right. we even, and like, that's an, that's- we struggled a little bit at first trying to, because we were like, we had a fire stick and we're like, can we do this in fire stick? Like, Oh, we can go through the internet (laughs) browser. And we found it. And like, we figured out, but I mean, working with people from the older generations, like they're not as tech savvy. So Mm. once you do it once though, like you and I said earlier, you got to kind of just make your mistakes and stumble through it and figure it out. And it gets easier as you go. And I feel like the sky's the limit on that. I mean, how many people have, want to watch their grandkid play but it's like i don't want to be out till 10 30 tonight right. or, or travel or i want to watch it tomorrow morning yeah you can <laughs> i i think it's something that's so cool to be able to have that capability to be able to watch because i mean there's been tons of games i've literally sat and listened to on the radio mm. and that's not that fun and to be able to now just to be able to pull it up and watch it yeah. is so and I, cool i try to sell it to advertisers too i'm like with with a video no, well, not only could we come and make you a commercial, you yeah. know, and then we can run said commercial, but people are seeing your logo. They're not hearing your ad run. Yep. They're not unactively listening to your commercials because turn the radio down if, if the game's not. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. Now, during the game, we can run ads on Fox Oh, I can, I can think of like six of them I never <laughs> even knew of because I even asked my wife. I was like, is Graham excavating? Is he related to that? Like, yeah. I would have never even thought about that. And I now you, never... you could probably see their little G with a yellow circle logo in your head. Yeah, you know? exactly. It, it, so it's it's really even if it's not something 
someone necessarily needs right now, like excavate, uh-huh. it's in your head now. Exactly. You know, and you can see, you can visualize what their logo looks yep. like. And oh man, th- so it's just so valuable, I think, yeah. from an advertising perspective. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, it's just so interesting to see where this is going to go, how it's going to get there. And, and, uh, well, and then like with the platforms, I, it was really like, I, when I was on secrets of the zoo, there was a niche people that they liked animal shows Yeah, and like just to keep options open and have further opportunities in this field. It was like, well, I'm gonna open up my Instagram, let people see it, clean it up, make sure it's like catering to them. As soon as it went Disney plus, like my Instagram doubled. Really? I like it was insane because all of a sudden now it's like you're already in the app. You're scrolling right. through. You're getting suggestions. Like you had to really be in the animals to know we were on at nine o'clock on Sundays if you wanted to watch it. And now it's like people are like, oh, they're just stumbling across it. And it those platforms and that exposure. I mean, that's right where it's at. Well, and we're. I mean, you said, you, you know, once you learned how to use it on the Fire Stick mm-hmm. through the browser, and that's how I usually have to explain it to people. Yeah. They're like, how do I get it on my TV? I'm like, there's this thing, there's a browser on there. Yeah. And of course, they're like, I've never used that in my yep. life. And I'm like, or mirroring. Uh, we figured out how to mirror that, and the see, that's iPad to the TV. Yeah. Oh, and the mirroring is the easiest way to do it yep. if it's working. You yep. know, if So like here, you know, I've set every single thing up in this building. Yeah. So, I could send my phone to here. I could send it over into there. I could put it to my Google Chromecast. So I've got everything set up to be mirrored. Yeah. But I take advantage of that because in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, anyone could do that. Yeah. It's not as easy as it looks. No. Oh, <laughs> just having trying to uh, explain to people how to hook up a Bluetooth sometimes. Uh-huh. It can be, especially if you don't know it. I mean, right. that's like my kids, my son's four. He can't read, but he can work <laughs> an iPad and get in there and watch whatever he needs to watch. So I mean, right. it's, it's definitely, and then every team you guys are playing all of a sudden now Warren yeah it's like oh maybe we can get him on that's what I'm curious to see yeah I'm like I wonder how many teams are gonna because there are a lot of you know we did a lot of teams yeah and a lot of those teams play each other so you know a Tusky Valley or a Sandy Valley that's playing Malvern and Buckeye Trail yeah and playing these same schools they're seeing the same network doing it and so I'm like maybe there's maybe they're gonna give me a call that's we we went to Vegas with a year that uh John Glenn did really well. Mm. And so I had to go to like Best Buy and find an adapter for an iPad that would connect to a TV's HDMI. And yeah. we sat in a Vegas room and watched through an iPad screened up. There was when AVC used to do uh-huh. it. And I mean, it's just the fact now you can pull it up on your phone and click a couple buttons and project it in good quality <laughs> is nuts. Yeah. And, and that is something with our platform too. And I'm not going to go to the real technical stuff with it because we did on the last podcast. Go give it a listen. <laughs> Episode nine. We talk a lot about platforms if you're interested in that. But we, you know, when we started, we were streaming games, certain ones, not the ticketed ones, because that's originally why we got the platform. And now I'm like, this platform's more than just ticketing. But yeah. Originally, we were just streaming games to YouTube, streaming games to Facebook. And in my, you know, from face value, you look at that and you're like, yeah, because like everyone's on Facebook, everyone's on YouTube. You're getting a lot of people watching games because they're just stumbling across it while they're on other people's pages and stuff. But what we learned was you got to have your own platform. It's got to be proprietary. Um, It doesn't have to be necessarily, but for what our goals are, for what our idea is of, of being this large, like, all like 10 20 school network it's got to be centralized into its own platform and so that's kind of what we learned was 
well, we have this ticketing software that we, we were using and testing out for, for the few schools that were doing it. But now we can run basically four games live at once and we can up that if we need to for to a different plan. But right now we can do four games live and instead of having to put them all to YouTube and go into YouTube and set up, okay, well now I need a different key for this and oh, if I hit live right now, it's going to cut the Meadowbrook <laughs> game off and put the Cambridge game on. Now it's just at the beginning of the season, I say, you know, Meadowbrook key, Cambridge key, Fort Fry key, you all get your own key. And then when you go to stream the game live, instead of someone genius have to be there to say, okay, well, your stream key is this string of 50 numbers. It's, oh, just hit this button. Yeah. Just hit, hit live. Hit Meadowbrook live and that's it. And yeah. it's so simple. And that's been like my whole like stressed factor is this doesn't work long term if it's hard to do. Yeah. And so that's like you'll see. I don't know if you've heard like big time sports. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't knock them because I hate like firing away at people. But I, I've talked about them like three times in the last few years. <laughs> but what they do is good, and their product is similar to ours. They look almost identical. You can't tell a difference, really. But for them to stream, and I've just started realizing this this year because we're starting to stream more games and seeing them at other games, it's a van. You have to take a van to stream a game. And I'm like, yeah. that is not sustainable. No. You know, like... no. To have to pay gas on something to go stream. Now, granted, you got to drive there, but they have like their like big media van that you have to run everything from, uh -huh. and you have to plug your camera in with a wire and then run it all the way to the van. And the, and I'm like, no wonder they only do the big games. Yeah, it'd be impossible to do every game. And I'm like, that's why we're going to be different. Is we can do every game, and it's affordable. It's not going to kill your bank account. No. And and that's kind of what we've been working on is like, you'll even see I'll, I'll sh like our stream setup fits in a box this big and this tall and that'll get, now that's not two camera angles, but that's if you want a basic stream, just like we've done all year it's a box and you can carry a gr uh, you know, anyone can carry that I, I want to say a girl, but that sounds bad but, <laughs> but the only reason the only reason I was going to say that is we have, I love her to death Shylin Costello Kristen will know her because she went to Meadowbrook. Okay. But she is just like the small little girl and yeah. she's just carrying these. And that's what I was going to say. I don't want people to be like, well, you're making fun of her. But she's just so small and she just carries this thing around and it's not five trips to the car and back and all this stuff. It's here's your box, two tripods. That's it. And it's easy. Yeah. And like you said, you can send people all, you can't have a bunch of those vans. Right. <laughs> so I think they only have one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you can be in multiple places. I right. Mean, around here, I mean, she got... Caldwell, Buckeye Trail, Cambridge, Meadowbrook, John Glenn. It's like you have all these schools that could be potential customers. And mm -hmm. you tell one one time, like, hey, no, I'm going to be at the Meadowbrook games. Like, well, right. they're going to go somewhere else. Right. And that's what we had to scale up quickly <laughs> was, yeah. was, okay, I, I can get the equipment, but how do I teach people how to use it all? Mm -hmm. Well, you got to make it as easy as humanly possible. <laughs> We've loved it. I mean, it, it's been good quality. It's been fun to watch. I mean, again, I mean, we were able to sit there and watch it in the living room. And that was something we didn't think we were going to be able to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and I can't applaud my workers enough. Like they, they came on, they're willing to learn and they just, they, you know, the first few games were rough. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially you're doing three or four games. You've only done one maybe. And, and so the first few were rough and, and just like you were saying with people learning and adapting the platforms, it's getting a lot easier. I mean, the first few weeks of football season, just 
six thirty to seven thirty, just nonstop. No, you got to do this. Click this button. Oh, it, no. Just you know, I'm like clicking, clicking pictures. <laughs> Hello, yeah. And uh, but now maybe maybe one or two, but not even at game time. Like during the day, they're starting to be like, yeah. How do I get this up before the game starts? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, they're starting to learn. And like you said, it is a little bit different. It's not just clicking a YouTube link. It's not just pulling up Facebook or, or whatever it is. It's a little more involved, but I. I've tried to make it as easy as I can. And it's kgp.tv, especially if you're on your TV trying to click it. It's yeah. six clicks, five letters, one period. That's some fast math. Yeah, I know. My head's <laughs> like, wait, wait, don't get it wrong. And then the first thing you see on our website is watch now, watch live mm-hmm. now. And so you don't even have to scroll down to find it. You know, okay, there's the button. I click that. And then there's your schools. Pick your school. You're there. And it, so I've made it as easy as I could make it with a proprietary platform that doesn't necessarily have people that have used it before. Yeah. <laughs> and so now, now that I'm explaining that to someone, I'm like, wow, that's insane. Like, <laughs> like that does sound really insane. But, but just yeah, I think it's only going to get. Now we might get more schools and it'll get more difficult. But I think the ease of use is only going to get easier year over year especially on the digital side, especially as, as your younger kids are, are, are able to help, help the older adults and, and help or even start to watch them themselves. You're going to see a lot of kids, I think, watching these games too. Yeah, and it's like you said, it's, it's out there forever. So that's mm. one of the cool things. I mean, back to with me being on the show, I could have been on a TV show in the early 1990s and never, it could be... Never seen it again. Never. Now, I mean, there's DVDs. It's on the... like. It will be there. Like my grandkids will be able to see that, which is, it's just, it's, it's really cool. And that's one of those steps that we've taken and it's where it's, it's going to be out there. I mean, that game met a brick guy in Cambridge guys talking smack and like, no, no, you didn't beat <laughs> us. And they can get on there and find it and watch that whole game right? and relive it. And that's, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think it's here to stay. We're going to have to work on people a little bit, though, on, on as far as how it's going to be here to stay. Yeah. Because, sure, we could do one game or two games a week and, and do big games. But I want to see every game. You know? Yeah. Or uh, grandma wants to see every game. She's yeah. in Florida. Yeah. Know? Or, yeah. Or dad's at work and he wants to watch the game. Exactly. So not only are you going to be able to hit this audience, but it's going to supplement that that cost for when the big games are for like... Yeah. I can't even. I can't even imagine what the numbers are going to be. On well, this it's game. even like scheduling a vacation. It's like, oh man, we maybe we could be in playoffs. Then I don't want to schedule. It's like, mm. no, you can because you can still watch it. Yeah. So, yeah, it opens up. I think not just for you and business, but it's good for people too. Oh, it keeps them connected. Yeah. It's and I think community wise, I am going to be curious to see how many people watch this next one because it is going to be free because it's at a separate location and. There are other companies streaming it for free, so it would make no sense for us not to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll be very curious to see the numbers on this game, even with two or three other broadcast companies bringing the game. I mean, I think it's going to be this still, even with that, could be the biggest game we do. And that's with games at like Malvern with just us streaming. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they've had 700 people watching these games at once. Yeah. And I, I think I think we could hit 800 for this game. I wouldn't be so. I mean, I mean, everybody's talking about it. Yeah. I mean, the fact that 
Buckeye Trail and the high school there, they're talking about the game of Meadowbrook all week. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. So Yeah, and I think they've got a good chance to keep going. We'll, well see. I'm excited. I mean, they deserve it. After last year, we went to that last game. They had a before. good – they had a chance to go to state last year. Yeah, and well, and then last year they were Division Three, one of the biggest schools in yeah. Division Three. So they had all the cards in their favor. Mm. And then – so, no, I, I'm, I'm excited for them. That's – in growing up. Oh, I, I hated Meadowbrook. My wife started working. I'm like, oh, okay. And my in-laws went there. And then, like, all of a sudden, the culture change that happened and with the people getting really excited about sports. And There's a big switch. With, yeah, yeah, and it was so – it was Probably inspiring. Probably, like, 2012 to – 18-ish. Yeah. You know, and just like everything was just... Well, like, send your powerhouse. And then yeah. I'm, I'm a John Glenn guy, so it's like I always talk smack about MVL, like, oh, ECOL. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and all of a sudden, then they came in the MVL. I'm like, they won't be able to handle MVL. Now they dominate the MVL. I'm like, <laughs> They were in the big division yes. teams and all that stuff. No, yeah. What what Meadowbrook's doing is, it's pretty cool. It's really, really cool. And that's why I always, going to Buckeye Trail now with them being a small school, it's like I always hope. I'm like, man, especially with us having Aaron Bates as an athletic oh, director. Aaron's I mean, su- doing such a good job. Yeah, there. I mean, him and I went to school together, played football together. And it's like, if anybody's going to switch things around and push this forward, he definitely can. So yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's just really cool to see what Meadowbrook has done. And and then with my wife working there now, it's like oh, I'm a Meadowbrook fan. I yeah. never would have thought it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't think there's really any one thing that you could pinpoint that that changed the culture out there. Yeah, no. But you saw a lot changing with, uh, you know, bringing in Jeff Twitty as football coach for those yeah. few years, getting turf. Yeah, you know, and and I remember I was in high school when when he got, you know, he got elected not elected when he became the the head coach and that was the first time and you know and i didn't i didn't play in high school i played in in eighth grade i played football and then after that i was like "Ah, but i almost played my senior year yeah he was just a persuasive guy i mean he brought you know no one knew him but just randomly one day can we get all the the boys in the entire school to the gym please that's pretty cool like what is this about yeah and just all these guys just sitting in these bleachers and he comes out and he's saying, you need to play football. And if you, I was like, man, I might play football. Yeah. <laughs> Almost did. Yeah. I didn't, but well, that's, I'm always recruiting. Cause I, I, I teach the ag and natural resource. So, I mean, I got a bunch of these big farm boys in my class and I'm like, you play football, right? Oh no, no, no. You got to play football, man. I said, you can run through a wall. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know that, and then even like, even scooter tolls to coming in uh-huh. and, I mean, he's undefeated against the Cambridge Bobcats. That's huge. 12-0. and 0. Yeah. Last time they beat us, I was playing for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I mean, just the culture, the people they're, br- <laughs> they're bringing in. Yeah. Um, you know, the coaches, the, 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 the staff, the admin. And it's momentum. Yeah. Once you get that rolling, I mean, it doesn't – and you guys got some – families that are producing athletes nonstop. Yeah. it's like nonstop. it's a singleton or a black that's tearing uh-huh. up it's like holy cow how many more how are many coming? are coming yeah. well my oldest one has three more coming. <laughs> all right great but yeah no it's it's interesting to see out there and i think i think a lot of schools should model after that i don't yep. i don't know what the model is exactly that's i think i honestly into. think it's a it's a focus on athletics and the importance of it. Mm-hmm. That it's not just for well, f- and even the even the dual lab and like the college, the new college room and all yeah. that stuff. That was kind of implemented our senior year. Was now your college credit classes are 
you have a dedicated room, you've got a giant projector. It's not just a little smart board. Like it felt like college and yeah. to be able to have that space that wasn't just a classroom and a desk, you know, you, you had these big glass doors and, and you could walk out of there and then you could sit and eat your lunch at, at these little tables, just like you would in college. Yep. And I think a lot of it was sports, but it's, it would also like it just all came together at one Atmosphere. time, just all at once. Yeah. Just I remember my wife came home being your guys' guidance counselor. Shout out to my wife, <laughs> and she uh, talking about that. I'm like, when we were in school, if you did college classes, like you were the smart kid or the dork that mm. left and went to, and you never college. saw them again. No, and yeah. like the make a culture where it's cool. Number one, yeah. and then number two, like it just like you said, it's like being in. You're, you're, um, if you want to be an adult, I'm going to treat you like an adult. Right. And that's pretty cool. And I think they gave us a lot of leeway because for some reason, and I, so I'm going to brag a little bit on our class, but our like 2016 class was just so like, not all of them, but for the most part, like people are telling me about their class and like you can look back at some, you're like, man, that was kind of like they, like they had their good ones, but yeah, yeah, uh, and but we had a lot of kids doing dual enrollment, college credit. Some went to Mid East, but for the most part, a lot of our kids stayed. But we weren't isolated. We were still yeah. in the school population. We could still go eat lunch, and at, you know, if basically we had the choice, so you could go eat lunch in the dual lab and watch TV or watch whatever and hang out with whoever was in there at that point. Or you could go sit in the cafeteria and hang out with your friends that aren't in these classes or are on, are just on the basketball team with them and they're not in college classes. So you can't see them anymore. So it was, it's this mix and, and they even let us like leave. They'd let us leave and go. I I remember three periods a day, my senior year, because I had so many credits, I'd go help at the church, you know, and just, just having that freedom and it, it was like looking back, you're like, man, they let us do that. Yep. But we were very responsible with it, I guess. Yeah. Is what, and I know they've scaled a little bit of that back since then. I think they still, and like at Buckeye Trail, we do that with our kids. They can take mm-hmm. a longer lunch. They can go and they'll be taking their orders like, hey, you're going to Starbucks? Get me this, yeah. this, and this. And I think it is. It's an incentive for them to do it. Right. And then also, I mean, anytime you're doing college classes in high school, I mean, the, the school's I mean, you're, it's not costing you anything. Right. So, I mean, there's kids that are motivated. That are, they're going to graduate with associate's degrees. And I know that's something my wife really takes pride in is the career and college readiness. Mm-hmm. Like to be able to help people like that. That's, that's it's, I think, just so rewarding to her. Yeah, no. And she does a really good job out there with it. I mean, just ha- having those scholarships available for kids. And that, that's really what I kind of saw as a kid there. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, there's just so much that goes Well, it just goes back to our first conversation. It's passion. If right. you're passionate, it's going to drive you and it's mm-hmm. going to make you do things and it's going to make you work harder and, but it doesn't feel like work. Right. It, it, yeah, that, I don't know. I just, now that, yeah, it's that dynamic of, yeah, you've got your sports coming out. Yeah. It, but I even our freshmen and now granted you're a freshman and you can't drive and you can't do all this, but it was still just a school system at that mm-hmm. point. It was just go here, go to class, bells ring go to lunch. Yeah. And it was just this system still. And it's, there's always going to be that system because that's what's needed. But now junior, senior year, you're like, Oh, like I can still be here and Uh be a cult or be a warrior. Yeah. And I'm not isolated because I want to do better. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And what then they encouraged, like you said, you were super active in DECA and how that really influenced you. 
and then like clubs like the Spanish club and like FFA, like they are able then to still be a community. And I think yeah. that changes sports too, because all of a sudden it's like, ah, I got all these friends. They're having fun playing football. Mm. They're getting notoriety for playing football. Girls are liking them for playing football. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to play football. And I think the more that it gets out there and then things like with what you're doing, the exposure, it's a snowball effect. As soon mm. as you start having a little bit of success and it brings the whole school together and I just, it, it breeds success is what it does. Yeah. And, and even on top of that snowball of, of, yeah, now I'm in DECA. Now I'm in this. Now I want to play sports. It can go the other way too. Now, Oh, hey, man, I know I only see you at lunch, but like we're doing this really cool thing. You should, you know, you should come do it. And yeah. it's not just it's not just those kids that didn't do college classes at lunch, just doing things with them. It's, oh, yeah. What did you do today? Oh, I was in reading class and we did this and that. And or, oh, I was in leadership class and we did. But it's like now it's like, oh, man, I was I was in the college room and I was making this video cause I had a free period and all this, you know, that's kind of where I started learning the video stuff uh -huh. was like leadership class and then having access to all the, the, the MacBooks and all this stuff that the college classes provide. Yeah. I was just making videos and just, you know, free editing software. All of that is available in the schools now. It's yeah. not, you don't have to go actively search. It's nice to go actively search for it, but you have access to what you need to do whatever you want to do at this yeah. point. Yeah, it's that exposure. That's why I've had so many kids that will come down. I either have them like in study hall, so it's not a kid that I have in class, or someone's like, I heard you on TV, and they'll come talk to me <laughs> in class, and like all of a sudden, just striking up a conversation with them, all of a sudden it's like, it's, I'm always recruiting. I'm like, we should take my class then, yeah. figure this out. And like all of a sudden, I mean, that's my goal is, to really reach out, whether it was on the TV show or it's in the classroom, to reach out and make a difference for someone and just be an influence, like push them in one direction or give them information they never even thought of. And I mm. think that's the same thing with what you're doing. I mean, kids are always filming stuff on their phones. It's like, yeah. who knows? There's a little kid that's, out there going, I'm going to be like Caleb Graham right? and oh, want to start something. And it's like, so funny. because It starts on YouTube. Some of those kids in the photography class, not all, you know, you, you have your ones that are like super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Know? But they're so funny. They're just like, check out this one I took. Check. Hey, this one's pretty good. I'm like, that yeah. is good. Like, And they they look good it's yeah. just on their phone. But it's so funny because they get just so like hyped up and amped. Trains going by, so... Uh, you can hear a little bit, but no, that's that's three or four trains a day will go through here. But but they, yeah, I mean you can just see the excitement that they have, and, and it's something they have all the time. It's their phone or it's their yeah. iPad or, and you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily even like a digital thing. It could be access to that lunch table. It could be access to that, um, you know that there would always be a teacher in the in the dual lab at all times access to that it could be access to just a space that isn't a small desk yeah and i think that for as much as worth i think that was more valuable than than even some of the macbook stuff or even some of like the big ticket items that, that we were provided with was yeah. just access to an open area that wasn't just a classroom it yeah. was it looked like a it was a very it was essentially a miniature luncheon area for a college slash relax area with some little benches and tables and, and, and sofas. And then it was a little more open too. It wasn't just a real like closed in room. So I think just that openness I think is, is big too for kids. Yeah. No, there's definitely 
a positive effect of that. And then just like you were saying with the kids coming to you, like how great does it feel when it's a kid that's excited to show you something or yeah. just excited? Like I've had those experiences like going to Walmart or something and have a little kid come up and be like, you're Zach from Secret Zoo. Yeah. I'll talk to him. Like <laughs> if it was an adult saying that to me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, man. But a little kid, like it will melt you. And it's just, it's so cool to be able to have those positive influences. Mm-hmm. And that's something I, I've also learned even I would say more even this year, you know, 2020, 2021 is I'm, I've always kind of been like straight and narrow, straight and narrow, like Mm -hmm. do your work, get it done, do this, be good and be good. Obviously that that was kind of weird, but now I'm starting to like kind of reach out a little bit and kind of develop like for the podcast, for example, I want to be a person. I don't want to be just behind the camera, businessy, boring. Yeah. Like I I dyed my hair and I, did I like it? Eh. Here and there. Yeah. If I go to the beach, I'm going to love it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But, right, you know, and just all this crazy stuff. And I think, you know, you see these kids in high school or even in middle school that, that dye their hair. And all. And even when I was in middle school and all this stuff, that was kind of like, oh, they're weird. <laughs> uh, or, or, like, they'd be, like, shamed for it. And yeah. now, like, to go and, like, the middle school kids are the ones we, we work with with the photography club. There's, like, there's this boyfriend and girlfriend there now. Eh. You're in middle school. I don't know. But, yeah. you know, they both got pink hair and they're like, oh, well, your hair's blonde. I'm like, why not? You yeah. Know, who, yeah. Who cares? Whatever. And, and th- you know, you can see them come out of their shell a little more versus uh-huh. like if it was just just the teacher being like, hey, just do your work. I, I know he's a weird one. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. They're more like, wow, there's people out there that do cool things mm-hmm. that are like me or that that aren't just straight and narrow and yeah. just to a point. It's you can be a little different, you know, and it's not a bad thing. And Mm -hmm. and that's something I'm trying to work with them on because I let them use my big camera. Like, Uh cause she was like taking pictures of him. Like he was acting all cool and stuff. And she's like, these are good. Right. And I was like, those are good. And so I was like, try it with this. And she took some cool photos like on. And I was like, I would pay for that. Yeah. And then just the reward of it, like to be there and experience and know that you were a direct influence on it. And that's one of the things like that was what was really, I think, the most rewarding thing from doing that. Because, I mean, before that show started, I mean, I would wear just normal clothes to work, Mm -hmm. holes in them and go and get covered in rhino crap, come home smelling dirty. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, we're going to be filming today. Make sure my hair looks good. (laughs) Stop in, get my hair cut before they show up, get shaved up and then look good. And it was like all of a sudden it was like. No, I'm, I'm performing for something now. And that was, it's, it's just, it's so rewarding. And doing that now with the high school, it's like all of a sudden, like there's those days that it just takes one kid, one kid to influence like that. That is just so rewarding. Yeah. No, I, I, that's definitely, that has been the, probably the biggest change this year outside of adding schools and that has been just developing a personality that Uh isn't, that isn't just. Hi, how are you? I'm Caleb. It's yeah. I'm a little weird. Like, yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> no, and that's like you said, oh, developing a personality, and then like with us on the show, it's like you kind of have to stick to it once we right. did it. So it was one of those things. Like, all right, this is going to be on Disney Plus. It's on that Geo, so we got to make sure we're not saying anything inappropriate. <laughs> but then also, it's like, well, like before that show started, I hate dress codes. 
hate them. So like they made us wear these polo shirts. Like, oh. well, you're going to make me wear a polo shirt. I'm wearing it. I'm belting to my belly button and I'm rolling my <laughs> sleeves up and that's how I'm going to wear it. So when the show showed up, everyone's like, did you like unbutton your shirt for that show? I'm like, well, no, I, I buttoned it up one actually for the show. <laughs> and it's like all of a sudden though, you do that once and you're just going to keep doing it. You have to, you got to stay. And so it, that was really cool to develop a bit of a personality and mm. all of a sudden step out of yourself and kind of be someone else for a moment, which right. was, that was kind of cool. That was one of those things that was like, I was kind of nervous about and everybody else on the staff really didn't want to do that. I'm like, let's make this happen. I want this show to kick. Why not? And yeah. So I was like, all right, wild Zach, here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That is, I think something that doesn't necessarily come from the camera, but is once, once you have to start being on uh-huh. per se, you, you really start thinking, now, how do I want to be perceived. Exactly. Do, do I really want to be this way forever? Do, or do I want, do I want to be myself uh-huh. or be, be this, you know, for, I guess for like a show purpose or like for, for a seasonal thing, you could develop any personality you wanted uh-huh. and be that for X. Yes. But now for, for this, this is just, and it's a lot of talking and, and getting to know people, but this is going to be like, I might be a completely different person on this podcast a hundred episodes from now. Yeah. I might, who knows, but I I think that's the allure of podcast though. Mm. The person like the growth. Yeah. Today coming into this podcast, I didn't think we were going to get into talking about streaming metaverse games as deep as we did. And I thought (laughs) we'd talk about what does rhino poop smell like and things like that. You know what I mean? But like the fact that with a podcast, I mean, I, I love listening. I mean, like I listen to Rogan and Dak Shepard yeah. and love those podcasts. And it's like not one of them are the same. No. And I think that's what makes them so much fun. And then you get people and all of a sudden now you get someone tuning in to listen to like you did one with the barber. Yeah. It's like, you guys talked about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, that was cool. That's Be getting to hear. off the rails. Exactly. Is, is, is the idea. And that's when I started it, I was like. I don't want it to just be a business. Now, granted, we always do kind of get into business. So, yeah, yeah. Because we do have a lot of business owners come in because you're talking to them a lot. But, yeah. but I didn't want it to just be business. I didn't want it to just be sports. Because if we're honest, I like sports, but mm-hmm. it's not like my passion. Yeah. You know, it's I, video in its capacity is my passion. So yeah. anything I can do to provide a better video service to X. That's what I want to do. Yeah. It's not necessarily, I love sports, so I want to do sports something. It's, I love video, so I want to do video something. And, and so when I started this, I was like, I want to do this because not only am I very, it, your wife will probably be very surprised. She's probably watched some of the other podcasts, maybe, uh-huh. but I was very quiet in school. Um, not emo quiet, like very scary, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just like very reserved and and even into college i mean i didn't never really go party or really i just did my work and sat in my room and and even after like when i was starting to do this i would not say much to many people and yeah. and now i'm like i i wanted to force that change because i'm like i want to talk to people mm-hmm. but like i don't if i'm doing the same thing over and over again i'm never going to make that change and so i was like yeah. let's do a podcast and make it about anything and i'm like if I do that, then you need to know how to talk to people Yeah, <laughs> because you can't just talk about, oh, well, if it's a sports bike, well, LeBron or what's the next sports thing I can think of. It's, yeah, it's, it could go anywhere. Well, he, then all of a sudden you're, you're all of a sudden just doing filler. Yeah. yeah right. And then you don't want that. And that's, I was really surprised when I started uh, listening to your podcast. Like my wife, I remember as soon as you hit the scene, she was pumped. Yeah. She was just so excited because 
she, she, I mean, she's been a huge fan of yours. I remember hearing about you when you were a senior yeah. and, uh, when you really hit that scene, I was like, all right, this guy, he's really into filming. Yeah. Picture. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. so as soon as you came out the podcast, I'm like, oh, let's hear how this guy talks. Right. And all of a sudden I'm like, damn, he really like you're, they flow your podcast. When I've yeah. listened to it, they flow. I try and, to keep them. Yeah. And that, that's the beauty of it is, and We've never had a short one, yeah. per se, but that's like when people come in, they're like, so what? I'm like, I don't care how long it goes. And so yeah. they could be 20 minutes if, you know, now granted, I'll be like, oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to feel weird about it. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm like, if it goes three hours, if it goes an hour, if it goes 20 minutes, I'm not going to feel bad. Yeah. I'm like, I just want it to be content. I don't want yep. it to just be rambling. I don't want it to just be this. I want it to be something that people want to watch or, you know, me, I watch a lot or listen to a lot of podcasts at night, like when I'm falling asleep or uh -huh. if it's something I can just listen to and I'm not either a bored or B and like, if I'm falling asleep to it, I'm still kind of listening to it. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I want to listen to. And I found myself with almost all of our podcasts and we've only done 10. So, but with most of them, I'll go listen to them again. And I'm, you know, I'll, I have to edit it. I have to edit the whole thing and then I have to do it. I'm, I'm being in it, but then I'll listen to the whole thing on like Spotify. I'm like, that was fun. Like, yeah. And it's just, I know what I'm saying, uh -huh. <laughs> but I'll you go know where it's going. It. Yeah. But that's always been the, the, the goal was develop speaking skills, but also meet people. Uh, yeah. You know, we'd never talked before this. And yeah. <laughs> so it, at first, you know, you come in, you're like, okay, this might, this can be difficult. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But I always, it always ends up very good. And we always end up talking a, a long time and about different things. It could be anything. Sometimes we always talk about streaming. <laughs> but hey. It could be a little piece of every podcast. But I think when the, one the thing you always talk about that makes this so special, makes it something I want to listen to. You talk about the area, right? You're talking about our community. Where else are you going to hear about our community? Yeah. Other than post or people talking like all of a sudden we have a media source that is talking about things going on mm. from people all the way, like the barbershop Anywhere. to entrepreneurs yeah. to musicians that come from the area. This went to <laughs> Nashville and like, it's just, I, I mean, I, it makes it fun. I mean, and it's, yeah, it's a community building thing. Just like everything we've kind of oriented into today yeah. but it's it's something it's like a talk of the town like, yeah but it's very long format yeah and so so one thing i noticed especially we can go back to the 2019 thing where everything's just quick and immediate and it's digital and it's people were starting to latch on the podcast because oh this guy has a, a chance to actually speak it's not yeah. a one minute sound bite it's not a five minute video they had to crunch down from an hour it's if you want to listen, be my guest. If yeah. you don't, okay, try the next one. Or okay, maybe this isn't something. But if this is something that interests you, you're going to hear about it and you're going to get an explanation on it. Yeah. And it gives you insight on people too, yeah. which is crazy. That's like, I remember, like I said, I'm a Ohio State fan through and through. And so I didn't like Tom Brady because he's from Michigan. Yeah. Listen to a podcast with Tom Brady on it. That was two hours long. A huge Tom Brady fan now. He is a cool <laughs> dude, even though he's from Michigan. Like it, it's just, it does. It gives you insight and perspective to people that you may have had a preconceived notion of who right. they are. Right. That's yeah. That was also part of it. I was like, man, like I'm getting a lot, not a lot, but just like, you know, people will message you 
as you're a business and yeah, yeah. we're a business, yeah. but I'm a person that runs uh-huh. a business. And so you have people just writing the meanest things and not necessarily publicly, but just like messaging, like that was awful or this really, not like constructive criticism. <laughs> a lot? Football season a lot. Oh my god, it's getting better. And, <laughs> and so I, you know, I really, I was like, I want to do this to learn how to talk, learn how to do this. But I want people to know me. I don't yeah. want people to just think of me as this guy that's like sitting back here twiddling his like really long mustache. You know, I'm like, I'm a person, and yeah. you know, I'm gonna extrapolate how I how I feel or how how I see this. And then on top of that, I can't just message you and be like, well, here's why this is here's uh-huh. here's and, and, and you understand how I'm saying that. Yep. And it's such it'd be such a long message. <laughs> Whereas this I can be like, well, I know you're you're having trouble understanding this or actually this is something that even a kid, for example, at a school might say, I really want to get into this. If I have enough of these podcasts, I'll say, go watch episode 32. This guy comes on. That's exactly what he does. Yeah. And so that's a resource for the kids, for the schools at some point. Um, and it, it gives people that insight that, that they wouldn't otherwise see. And you get to know that. Yeah, you get to know the person. Yeah, you're not the man behind the curtain and with right. the vase. I mean, right. You, you are. <laughs> you got a curtain right <laughs> uh, But yeah, man, that was, that, that was, that was fun. That was really you cool. Got any, anything else you want to? Shoot. Touch on before we. Well, I don't know. I think we've hit. Get some more water. We, we, yeah, <laughs> we 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 hit it pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, like you said, man. It was just. I I think what you're doing is cool, and I think we both kind of are going at things the same way yeah. of bringing awareness to our region, wanting to make it better. You're doing it through media. I'm doing it now through kids trying to mm-hmm. influence them, and I. I don't know. I think it, we're just going up. We talked about concert venues and before we started here yeah. in Cambridge that would be sweet I mean th- yeah. I think there's a scene that's about to happen and honestly I mean you're at the forefront of it you're the you're the news that's putting it out there yeah yep and and you know you can see there is that parallel between the hands-on work we're, we're improving communities and doing this but then there is that little bit of a difference where this is more online yours is more hands-on even than ours is where it's like you know you're physically helping these kids you you have this media past that you can say look here's mm-hmm. kids can it relate to that thing say oh I, I love tv you know or yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever and they can say okay that that gives me an end to go talk to talk to my teacher or go talk to yeah and they can even watch your show and and see okay that's cool like well that's what's so cool is like once this comes like once we uh put this out there it's mm-hmm. like i'll put it on my instagram all of a sudden i'm gonna have i mean i have people from around the world that will message me we right. love the show all of a sudden they're going to w- listen to this podcast. It's not only going to bring awareness to your company, yeah. but again, to our area. It's like, hey, mm. Cambridge doesn't sound. They actually have some stuff there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to go to Cambridge. So I, I think that's the big thing. And that's where I think I'm at now is just whatever I can do that will bring more light to it. Because, I mean, I, again, I've had opportunities to leave this area. I've had ideas i want to do but i mean there's just something in the water here that mm-hmm. is keeps me grounded and keeps me wanting to be here and i, I don't want to be anywhere else i love this area i love guernsey County. before my dad passed away he came up with the term guernsified yeah and i carry that <laughs> everywhere i go that's i mean good. i'm guernsified and I'm, i don't want to leave this area huh i like that term that's good and see i 
in the winter, I sometimes like maybe Nashville. Uh, oh, I, I gotta go to my Nashville <laughs> at least once or twice a year. But, but then summer gets here, or, yeah. or it gets warm, and or even fall, and all the football is picking. I'm like, this is fun. Like this, yep. is, like, this is. As soon good. as you're sick of one season, another one's yeah. around. But yeah, it is always nice, especially Nashville. Uh, uh. <laughs> I, I, I'm, you go down there pretty often. You at least once a year. Yeah. I was, yeah. Well, we film stuff down there, but yeah, I get down there. I can get down there twice a month sometimes. Oh, not every I'm month. So jealous. But, but you know, I'd probably say three, four, five times minimum yeah. a year. Just like that's awesome. Different stuff, and I'm like, this is, and it's not a bad. I'm used to the trip now. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, six hours. Hour, six nothing. seven hours. Oh, just that Cincinnati, through Cincinnati. That's, oh. the, that's the tough part. <laughs> yeah, that's the hard one. But no, that's we went. That was right before everything got shut down. We got to see our favorite artist, uh, Tyler Childers at the Ryman. Oh yeah. Saw him at the Ryman right before it was, we saw him over uh Valentine's day weekend. So about a month before. And so we went out on a bang with our concerts. Cause we usually go to about six or eight good concerts a year. And that was, that was a, that was an awesome trip. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, Nashville is just, if you love music, I mean, and food, that's the place to be. Yeah. And, and that's the, the scary part for me is I love it here, and I, I'm starting to love Nashville because, uh-huh. well, those guys that are moving down there from here, they're your good friends. But every time I get down there and we do something else, you make two or three new friends. You know, yeah. you, it's in here you can do that too, obviously. Like, it's not just, oh, I can make friends in Nashville. <laughs> but, you know, you get to meet these people, and they're good people. And whereas you think the city, like, those people are, you don't, yeah. they're, you almost see them as like, it's a big city thing. with a small town feel yeah. is the best way. You don't meet a straight. I mean, I've met people there that it's like, all of a sudden you start a conversation with them. It's like, we are from polar opposites of profession, the mm-hmm. world. And all of a sudden you're just talking and yeah, Nashville's vibe is, is something that is really, really cool. Yeah. If I had to pick a city, city <laughs> that's, that's the one city, I yeah. want to get City wise, definitely, definitely yeah. Nashville. Yeah, that I would say Phoenix is nice, but it's just so corporate. Yeah, like Nashville is very—that's the scene, you know. Yeah. If that's if this is the scene you like, but you need bigger area, yeah, Nashville. <laughs> yeah, and it's like every time we because again we are music fanatics. It's like you go to these little tiny dives, and all of a sudden a band's playing. And you're like, they're good. Mm. They're the next big thing. Like it, they're everywhere. Every single place you step in, someone is playing unbelievable music. And it's just, it's cool. It's so cool. So, yeah, we'll go down and we'll go to, like, some of the rooftop bars and stuff. And what's interesting to me is I'll go with Ryan. And Uh Ryan... He's in more of the songwriting scene. He has his music, yeah. but he does. He loves songwriting, and yeah. so he knows a lot of people. So we'll go to these places. He's like, oh, yeah, that guy's been playing here since, you know, January of 2015. He's like, that guy's... He, so he'll point people out, and That's so it's awesome. like this extra little insight. Yeah, of like, you can't oh, pay for that. No, yeah, and, and, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's been playing here with the same band since X, or, oh, these guys just got into this bar this year, but yeah. they've been singing... So you, it's almost like this whole other little thing where that's, you get, we one of our favorite bands played down there and we went it was when we went and saw Tyler Childers and they were going to do we on the way down we're talking like man at the time they were called Blackfoot Gypsies now they're DOG and they were like they were playing and my wife goes it would be really cool to see them because they're from Nashville it would be cool to see them in Nashville so she's like on their Facebook <laughs> and we're literally outside of Louisville and she goes they're doing a a post party concert at this bar we couldn't find this bar. It was hidden behind a dumpster. 
and uh and in printer's alley and all of a sudden we go in there and then like then with them being local and somewhat big we got to see this whole music culture mm. out of nashville that right. uh, people i've never even like it was just um, it was it was amazing and that's that's what's so cool about it the little different groups of people that you see yeah. in the different kinds of There's, music they've got their own little groups so yeah it's, like, it's not all just country western yeah. music i mean you got everything you've got your pop country yeah they've got their own little scene even like the different like you'll have your your broadway players that's like a whole thing like yeah. they're all real tight in it you have your songwriter scene that's a real knit group of people that don't really so they do but they, they like this scene this scene and then there's um like your artists you yeah. know your, your morgan wallens your yeah. Luke combs those guys are still in nashville too somewhere but <laughs> but the, these three different kind of scenes songwriter artist and and this broadway scene that's huge down there is like it's cool because they all bring their own certain vibes uh -huh. but it all makes this big musical cultural area yeah no that's we we i get blown away every time like one time we were in somewhere and the band's playing, like, band, I mean, all the bands are great. This band's playing, and all of a sudden, they're playing more of your more popular country, pop country kind of sound and mm. stuff. And uh, all of a sudden, they bust into their own rendition of uh, Radiohead playing uh, yeah. uh, Creep. I'm That's like, cool. What is this? Like, <laughs> you, it's just every day is a different day down there. Yeah. And it's just, uh, I, I love Nashville. Oh, man. Well... <laughs> <laughs> My voice is about to go dry. Yep, so, I'm uh, good too. I'm going to sip some water. But uh, before <laughs> we do leave, thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. If you're still here, you probably did enjoy this episode. I want to thank Zach for coming on and uh, bringing on some some insight into the wilds and into teaching, into the hands-on, a little bit of everything. Yeah, I we, couldn't we were probably a name off everything. the rails. Just a little bit. We, <laughs> we can get on them in the morning and head out of here. But, but yeah, thank you. I, seriously, thank you for coming. And uh, I uh, will probably get you back on here at some point. Cool, That's man. what we do with everyone. So That's been fun. Might be 100 episodes from now. Might be 1,000. I don't know. We'll see if, I, if I'm even still around. So thank you, and uh, thank you. And, of course, see you in the episode. So I need you to please get out of here now. <laughs>